0: What up, everybody? have a very now I know we say this every week you know you know the radio game so you know how you got to introduce the the guests man but I mean it when I say this man we really do have a special guest today man this
1: guy is awesome he's out of here he's one of the best to ever do it it's an honor look
0: I know I I know see because I was watching an interview with you and you're just like me man because I'm the same way when people try to hype me up I'm like dog shut up man But, but
1: you know I, I just—it's not that you're trying to kill it. It's just that it, it doesn't sound right that they're talking about you in that way. Cause yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes we don't look at ourselves the way that other people look at us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, to you, you know, you just your your mom's favorite or most unfavorite You know, however that situation mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. But other people, they might look at you a totally different way. You're like, what? <laughs> you like, but you got an to honor though But it's yeah. Always an honor.
0: It's but always I mean, sweet. that's the thing. People don't like. When you're in media entertainment, I think people just look at it as, as, you know, if you're in it, you're just saying like, okay, I'm just going to my job. I'm just doing my job. You do. I'm trying to entertain people as my job. But you understand, like, there are people listening to you that are going through stuff, mm. you know, and yes, you sir. never really understand that. Hey, you know, listening to your morning show might have got somebody through the day, might yeah. have got somebody through the week. Maybe you was thinking about doing something terrible. But then they cracked up laughing at you and J-Mac, you know, clowning around the morning show. And he's like, <laughs> you know what, man, I'm going to be okay. You know, people, you don't really see that part because that's just like the faceless audience, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we do this is to really let you guys know that your stuff was important to people, man. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. And your show is important to me, my family, you know. Wow, uh, it definitely is. Man, people my age, people Figgy's age, growing up in this city. You know, you were the voice of hip hop for us, man. Wow. So I'm telling you, man. So like that that that? That? <laughs> uh, look, I, I mean, f- look. that won't like that. <laughs> my apologies. Every, nobody yeah. look. At one point, everybody listened to the Mad Hatter Morning Show. I don't care what your thoughts are now, man. Don't <laughs> don't try to rewrite history, acting like you didn't. You bumped <laughs> down south like everybody else. Okay. No, you
1: no, <laughs> don't, don't get hated on my behalf. My don't, don't get that hate. Me be ready i'm today. just saying i'm just saying
0: uh but yes we do have a radio icon with us man and somebody who's meant a lot to a lot of people in the city man um and of course we're talking about the legendary mad hatter <laughs> <laughs> all the expressions the best to ever do with the icon the legend wow. the, et cetera, one and only. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only oh, yeah. the goat no no nah, nah, but i like i'm ju- i'm seriously being i'm not just saying yeah. to hype you up man like honestly for people in Houston, especially me growing up, like I didn't know anything about the drama, man. So your show definitely meant a lot to a lot of people. So I'm just letting you know. <laughs> well, thank now. you, man.
1: It's an honor. <laughs> thank you for having me here. When Figgy hit me, I'm like, this guy must not know that I ain't in radio anymore. I don't know why he's hitting me. <laughs> and every time, you know, because I'm at you know the university over there with you know the, the vibe deal, and they always try to get me to do stuff and host this and how to, won't you do this? And I'm like, uh, no, we got a staff, and that's what they do now. I don't do that anymore so still it's kind of still weird being out uh but I'm, I'm i'm getting to be okay with it yeah you know so but thank y'all man i really i was yeah. really honor i'll be honest with you the funny thing is uh a couple of months after we had not been working everybody wanted to get back together just to see each other and cooper's the shout out to cooper cooper is still trying to get us to get back together it was supposed to happen today and at the last minute everybody wigged out but uh We we all got together at some restaurant and took a picture and I just posted it and it got more hits than anything that I ever put on a. Telling you, man. And I I called them. I like. I didn't really know that they liked us that much. Mm -hmm. You know, because you have a tendency, or we did. I think we were all drowning in hatred. So after a while, you just you see hate and people. You think everybody might like you. So the people who like you, they don't go and say, "Hey, I like you." because mm-hmm. they feel like everybody else probably feels like them and they're living their life and they're going through whatever they go through. Yeah. But people who hate you, who have nothing better to do with their life, they want to they, they wanna lash out at somebody because their life sucks, yeah. right? So you you can see what they're posting or what they're saying or here's this rumor about this person. And so we were so... Shrouded. And then, you know, because of your crew, you're so small. Mm-hmm. You perpetuate that and you become this tight-knit family because of hatred, not because of love. So it was funny... When I saw all those thousands of people, I'm like, oh, they liked us. And they're like, fool, you was on the radio for now, X amount of
0: years. Do you, do you actually think that the hate was disproportionate to the love that you heard? Because I personally feel like
2: man, 10 really people
0: ten people could tell me, you know, I love the podcast, love what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, okay. If that one person says your shit sucks, <laughs> you that's, what no more, but, exactly. yeah. that's what sticks that's with me. Exactly. That's what sticks with me, man. You, yeah, You're
1: probably... You're, you're probably right, nail on the head, so to speak. I think that you, no one wants to hear anything bad about themselves yeah. or about what you're doing, and so it, it bites at you because we all love love, right? Uh, so you're right. Uh, I, I never really thought about it like that. So we, it could have been more love than hate, but you see the hate, and it it's like reverb is
0: on. Yeah, so I feel you're, you.
1: You're probably right. Um, you're right.
0: You're right yeah no it's true and especially for people in radio like me and figure there ain't too many black people in radio you know so you know you <laughs> especially a dime, look, i mean yeah. honestly honestly especially where we're at right especially now especially man. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Y'all guys gotta make it for the rest of us then. i know we try hey, man, man. I, think I, I, I don't know if it's gonna happen man we gotta pivot okay, we're, yeah. we're, we're working well, on a pivot what, right but, now
1: man what is the pivot
0: that's true. Good question. What, yeah. is,
1: what is the pivot? And it's so funny because you guys told me how long you've been doing your podcast since like 2017. Mm-hmm. And if people can think back to 2017, this wasn't really a conversation. It wasn't yeah. like it is now. These big corporations weren't talking about the podcast. People wouldn't, oh, hey, did you hear such and such on the podcast? Mm-hmm. So you were really doing this before. It was the cool thing that everybody oh, yeah. now. And I don't think that the industry had an interest in seeing podcasts take off too because mm-hmm. they couldn't figure out how to monetize it. Yeah. And as soon as they figured that they could make some money from this all of a sudden the corporations got interested. And mm-hmm. that's that's you know that's what it is with everything that happens. You know, nobody's interested until they see they can make a dollar from it,
3: right? Or they see everybody else doing it and so they want to jump, so in jump too. on
1: board. Oh, we need to have three if they have three. <laughs> But yep. it, they're not doing quality. They're not doing great work. Oftentimes, they don't care. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, man. So, it's so also shout f- out to you guys, <laughs> you guys. For real, man. That's a long time, man. Yeah, I definitely. I don't know if y'all did anything for y'all anniversary show, but I'm going to say early on first, happy <laughs> anniversary. Thank you. Thank, um, you thank you. For thank you. We me. did
3: something for the 200 episode. Yeah, we did. What did y'all yeah, do? We did. Uh, what, what did we do? We, we just brought some
0: people back. Yeah. Had a good conversation with them, pretty much. Oh, just, oh cool. you know, cool. was least, your
3: first show? So our first guest was Jack Friedman. Really, that yes. was a, that was a, yeah the oh, singer. Oh man, he's great. Yeah, because I, I heard. I, so I first heard the Jack Freeman on the Joe Button podcast. They played him as a sleeper. They got a, really yeah. So I'm like, dang, that's that that's kind of hard. North and South I South found down. out he's really? from Houston. Really. And then um, the other part was I heard him on Arian Foster's album.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was. on And Fox, so I'm like, you know. damn, Foster like, had a good album. That was a that was a, a lot great of people album. slept on this incredible ball players album. Yeah. Uh, Foster had a really good album. I think if he really wanted to take it more seriously, he could have done some more with it. I think what happens with people once they've done something so big like he did in sports, other people probably don't give him a chance. But if you go back and listen to that album, it's a pretty solid project.
0: Now, are you speaking? I'm not
1: saying that because I'm a fan. I was going to, although I am,
0: (laughs) 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 I was going to ask if you felt the same way when you put your music out, (laughs) because, (laughs) because no, I think dog, you, you, yeah, your albums are solid, but. (laughs) You, did did you ever feel you, like. Right, is
1: your goal on this podcast to piss off people in Houston and make them <laughs> mad? There's some there's wait, gonna wait, be one rapper what, out there that's going to be mad.
0: Nah, did like, people, wait, do people not like. Oh, dog, you oh, had yeah. classic rappers on your yeah. album. You had classic songs. Come on, man. We're going to yeah. act like
3: you didn't. And and me personally, <laughs> I, I, you I, know, th- I told you I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, so I don't know anything, man. I don't know who don't like who or. I got you. I feel you. I okay, feel okay. So you might yeah, have to fill us uh, in I, on this. You know what?
1: Listen. <laughs> I grew up in the era of hip hop in this inception cause I'm much older than you guys. And, uh, music has always been a part of my life. Even before the radio, the radio is what the people now know, but music was always the first. I thought I was going to be in some group or some big time mm-hmm. producer, but you know, life has a tendency to change or whatever. And, uh, I wanted to release music. So I did. And, you know, I had friends, crazy. C. shout out to him. Uh, and, put together a studio and he would be recording these tracks and man, he was so nice. He was nice enough to let me rap on these tracks. He should have. <laughs> Back in those days, he was making a lot of money selling his tracks. and He was letting me rap on this stuff. Oh, poor Simon. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, you know what? This is something that you love to do and you do it. And you know, what's so funny whenever you do anything, and that's even with the business, you're not thinking the flip side of it is somebody is not going to like what you do. Mm hmm. Somebody, nobody warns you like, hey, you know, whatever you do on the radio, there's some people that's going to like you there's some people that's not going to like you. And you never, ever think about that because you're just doing what you love. Yeah. You just got this energy and you really want to do it. And then you put it out and somebody says, man, you effing suck. you like, I never really contemplated if I sucked or not. I, just, I felt like, <laughs> I, I felt like rapping about this one thing. Hanging with my peeps tonight. I I just thought it was cool. I didn't mean to offend anybody. So that kind of thing happens. But I'm not ashamed or anything like that. You know, uh, when I hear me, I hear Jigga Man Jr. So uh, (laughs) you don't have to agree with me.
0: Do you think you got that reception because you were on some records with some heavyweights? So they compare, like, if they hear Slim Thug and Youngster.
1: No, I think for me it was, you know, Truth of the matter is, when once you make it, you, I'm a DJ.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So people put you in the box of DJ. You shouldn't be doing. It's just human nature. You shouldn't do these other things because Aaron Foster, you play football. You shouldn't rap. Yeah, mm-hmm. Aaron Foster, you rap. You shouldn't want to be on TV shows and movies. Why? Why? Why not? You can be a person that has various interests. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it was. First that, you know, you got some people, like you said before, they will genuinely love you. You, you, Aaron Foster, you play football, you put out rap records, you do movies. There's going to be those fans that are hardcore that will follow you. There will be others that will question why you're doing what you're doing. But as to me, as long as you're doing it out of love and, and you're enjoying yourself, do it. But I don't know if I ever got, it was funny when I, with the Down South song, initially when the song was going to the East Coast, I was the rapper that they were checking for. Really? Mm. Yeah. But what happens is when you live in Houston, Texas, when mm-hmm. you live down south, <laughs> uh, first you're gonna acknowledge that boy Slim Thugger. Yeah. And then of at that particular time, Youngster was such a phenom in Houston hip-hop that to me he just overshadows the track. But I'll be honest with you, that's what I wanted. I wanted that track to do exactly what it did. I knew as accidental true story it was a track for outcast it was an outcast remix for uh, I've heard Rosa that Parks. yeah mm. and so that uh, beat
0: was actually the remix for Rosa Parks and
1: to this day crazy C cannot find the remix track that he did to Rosa Parks I can't find the cassette anything but let me tell you something uh Rosa Parks as it stands is exceptional crazy C put some southern sauce on it though some extra oh, wow. southern sauce on it <laughs> Uh, that I think he I forgot if he had a harmonica breakdown in it It was crazy though it was crazy and and I hate to say this, man. I prayed to the Almighty and like said this track could help this record label get off his off his foot. I need this, and that 's when the uh the uh the lawsuit started with Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. they, they then decided that they did not want the remix, and mm. so the track was sitting there, and okay. so I just Shyly went to Simon and, or Crazy C and said, hey, man, since, you know, OutKast ain't going to be able to, you know, use that, is that all right <laughs> Spit a little something on there. And, and Crazy C is so laid back. Yeah, man. You know, he's a producer, so he's not thinking that this is going to be one of the best tracks Yeah, uh, out the stash at that particular time. And uh, it was like a scientist put it together. Like, I need the best on the north. I need the best on the south. I mean, the whole song was really... Chopped up and put together in a particular way, and uh, when I heard it, and I think Crazy C as well, we knew that that song was going to do what it did. It yeah, was really loud, uh, just and it's, to this day, it still sounds down south to me. It does. It still sounds. The beat different. is timeless, man. It, it Straight really up timeless. is, man. And if you go, if you're really an audio. Connoisseur. Like, you go listen to tracks, not like listen on your cell phone and then plug it in your car and you mm-hmm. listen. Like, you go in and you like little, little listening. I had the best engineers engineered the song. There was noise in the song that you could never hear with your ear, maybe dogs could, that the engineer went in and took out. It was crazy, man. And if you really enjoy production, forget the rap for a second. The production yeah. of that track mm. is just. Awesome to me. Uh, and I know somebody like, yeah, it was your track. That's why you feel that way. <laughs> but I'm telling you, anybody, if you don't know the track, go listen to Down South, Mr. Mads. I would hope
0: anybody listening to this podcast or watching the podcast would know
1: that song. Now, they might Come just on, be man. here because they love you That's guys true. And They just want like, who, who, who we talking to this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's that black guy? Oh, okay. I think I heard that name once. Or nah,
0: times. if you if you ain't heard that, I recommend my two favorite Mad Hatter songs or Mr. Mad songs. Where wow. you got two? I know. No. Wow. It's uh my two favorite son. I'm just saying. <laughs> also the song you got with uh, Big Big Mellon Fat Pat. Can I get a little oh, love?
1: Man, that, that is. That song such is a so single. hard, man. You know how I found that that song was hot, Spotify and, and Tidal and all that stuff. I'm like, this song is of all this because it never was a single. Mm-hmm. Never was promoted or anything like that, and I think it's just because it's l- these legends from Houston, on, and then probably what you're talking about too. Can yeah. I get a little love? That was me begging because I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm surrounded by hate, so that's me begging, <laughs> please love me, uh, and then talking crap on her at the same time. But yeah, having Big Mellow on there, uh, Fat Pat, and Little Kiki, yeah. Uh, And then I would do different variations of it. On one of them, I got South Park Mexican on it. Okay. I did another version. I put a a little Troy on it. I did different variations. But the original one, as you said, still to this day, it, it streams pretty good numbers, man. It's very, very surprising. I want to put together, not want to, next year my goal is before I walked away from radio, I was doing all this stuff, books and records and I had so I had I have a, a greatest hits records that I wanted to do songs that I never really put on the streaming platform uh as well as newer songs as well so I, I do have that still playing it was called legacy but I never got that chance to I wanted the last year mm-hmm. to do a lap a radio lap of, of of the morning show last year and really didn't get that opportunity because I got kind of teed off at some folks but nothing yeah,
0: do you have any unheard verses from any Ace town legends that people or it's tracks we just haven't heard with um, features that
1: probably some little kiki stuff okay um probably some slim thug stuff if you go back and look, I, I don't I think I released some most of that stuff to be honest with you I'm I really I'm really kind of excited still to this day that I had the opportunity you know that this old you know Dj got the opportunity to really do tracks with some people that he really, really
2: admired. Yeah. You know
1: what I'm saying? I really wanted to get a Ghetto Boy on a track, so my very mm. first album or so, I got Willie D on there. Yeah. For, to be with Fat Pat before knowing what Fat Pat was going to become. He was just a popular, he was popular on, you know, the screw tapes. When I got him to do that, Can I Get a Little Love? So this is before Tops Drop and all that stuff. Uh, so it's kind of unique that you even mention that because most people, I wouldn't get the credit for that anyway. Mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool that you know you just had the opportunity and then his brother Hawk who I had on the um and I wasn't going to release uh um, what's the name of the track I did I can't even remember the name
0: of I know you're After talking about yeah yeah with Dallas Sam. Blocker
1: yeah uh yeah what's up Dallas Blocker <laughs> that that was I was not going to put that song out because I didn't want somebody to think that I was trying to take advantage because Hawk had passed away yeah and, and crazy C once again man he like bro one one thing people going to be happy to hear two though this is really a dope song man to not put that song out there he says although you're very short he say you saying some really cool stuff bro let's let's put it out and you know if it's a flop it's a flop but it's a really good song put it out there so one of my favorites too is with uh is after the club yeah and primarily because one of my friends was in a barber shop this is when you know that not that you made it but you forget, like you were saying earlier, and I think we were, we're off tape, and you were talking about, you know, you just come to the job. It's just mm-hmm. a job. You come, you do your job. You want to entertain people. You want them to feel good. And that was my only goal during the morning show. But they were actually in a barbershop. And, you know, for us in our community,
2: the oh, barbershop
1: yeah. is the place where the conversations mm-hmm. So they love you. They hate you. But to know a dude was sitting there, and he said they were debating my verse on that song because they said that Hawk wrote it.
0: Oh, like, wow. Damn. Oh, wow. Damn. And I'm
1: like, I must be really spit that shit. Man. Excuse <laughs> my language. I'm like, if they in there fighting because they don't think I have the skill set to say this, the stuff that I damn. thought was cool on a record, I think I'm the winner here. You
3: mm-hmm. know, And I'm not,
1: I'm not hurt by that at all. It's an honor to, for you to even think something like that. But really, I was just totally trying to be ridiculous with the stuff I was saying on there. And, 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 you know, I think the song was a little, it was a little modest hit. So, you know, but that salute a- to, to Hawk even getting on
0: that track. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Hawk, man. Yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, so did anybody ever write for you? Did you ever?
1: No. But here's the truth. I always wanted to do a whole album where all my favorite rappers in Houston wrote my lyrics. Oh, like,
2: wow. I
0: mean, like loved- a Diddy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like
1: ESG was crazy. <clears> I'm like, I wonder what it would sound like if I could spit ESG lyrics. So I, I was like, man, I always wanted to just get all these guys that I really admire and just like, write. But you know, you ain't, you're not allowed to do that. Not supposed to be allowed to do that, but it seems like, you know, you know, you get debates in music now with the Drake's, you know, he got somebody to write this and write that, but I don't have a problem with that.
3: Yeah. I don't think it matters. Back now. in the days, I, I probably
1: think. would feel like now but here's the thing. I don't mind if I know you can truly spit. Yeah. Or if somebody writes it and you can spit, we don't get mad at the singer. I just don't want to get mad at somebody because a lot of times the hate is that this person has done far superior than you in your career. And this person has figured out a way to monetize what he does or she does. So everybody, oh, they ain't real because he didn't write it. They, They got a hit, man. Mm -hmm. so we can be as mad as we want to be if you can spit it and it sounds good and then a lot of times especially talking about some of these female writers now I mean rappers now somebody's writing their stuff I mean we can sit there and debate it I'm you know I'm old school hip-hop too so I understand it you know but everybody ain't gonna be Nas and everybody ain't gonna be (laughs) KRS-One and you definitely ain't gonna be Rakim who's the best ever you're not gonna be those guys but if you can entertain me, I'm listening to your to, to this album because I want to be entertained I want to hear you say some fly stuff and if you got twenty five people to help you do it, be you know do your thing did I get twenty five to help me with my number <laughs> i did not <laughs> call me whack or whatever you want. I'm proud of my stuff
0: no i mean that that's the old school mentality to i mean the the whole writing you got to write yourself and I and, I
1: and I respect it you know it is I'm from the, I'm from that era, so I definitely respect it, but you know. These kids want to be entertained. Yeah, they don't care. You you can make it. Now, sometimes I do look at the credits and I'm like, it took 80 y'all to write?
0: 25. Yeah. Somebody somebody gave Beyonce hell. Or no, no. The the Beehive gave Beyonce hell over one song that had like 25 writers. But
1: you know what? Now, Beyonce is kind of different. You know, some of these songs, Beyonce is taking the baseline from this record. And yeah, the the, write, the writing could write. be anything. Yeah, it could, know, be this, could be of,
0: a rhythm. She
3: could be repeating yeah. another lyric from mm-hmm. another and then artist. she's
1: Beyonce too. So if she says something that's just in the English lexicon, so to speak, she got to pay for. Oh yeah, it because yeah. they're gonna come at her. Mm-hmm. Although I think the cattiest thing she did and salute to be on this when uh, your girl um, <laughs> Kalice, oh man, was over there down <laughs> talking, and Beyonce like, you know what? Go on, take her part out. <laughs> stop the stop the streams. Take her part out, reload, and now you can do that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. with an album, she yeah. couldn't have done that. Now you can do that. You know what? Stop the streams on that. Reload it up now with the new one. I'm like, damn, Beyonce. That was hilarious. I, that was some boss. Yeah. That's <laughs> what that was, man. I'm like, that's a boss move right there. Because it's something that I would have did.
3: Yeah. Oh,
1: what? Okay, I'm, I'm Beyonce. <laughs> I'm like, man, I would have sat back and collected that check. Beyonce, yeah. please Well, she didn't get paid
0: for it. That was the issue. Because she didn't own her her music or publishing, so Bro, that's why.
1: But it still helps you. People will. It yeah.
0: doesn't really. <laughs> like,
1: I think it still helps you. Me and Figgy you, you argued about you, this. They gave yeah. you a look. You wouldn't get in the look before. I'm not not to take anything away from Kalise because I think she's highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm about to say attractive. That's not. I mean, she I'm is cute. She is, but <laughs> she's she's an incredible artist. Yeah, uh, and I respect her artistry. Uh, but I think anytime you can get an extra look, take the extra look. Now, whoever's supposed to pay you, that's you need to pick up the phone and call Pharrell yeah. and ask why. And I'm kind of – I don't understand how that worked, that if she didn't get paid from for, for, uh, it, with that. Because I don't know if he produced the
3: track and she contributed in some way and she didn't get
0: – She didn't know, have the, writing credits for yeah, it. Pharrell I th- did. I think she's been so, kind
3: of going back and forth with Pharrell yeah. over that too about hmm. her early work. You know what Pharrell yeah. said? nothing no. he didn't say he didn't, he didn't, say, didn't say nothing, say nothing. <laughs> i
0: mean there's nothing he could say that would make him look good arguing with a female artist like yeah, that. yeah i so guess he had I mean, you, you don't take back. it
1: for yourself and say, like nah i didn't do that yeah no yeah. just let it go
0: uh, <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> he said for real you did the right thing stay <laughs> silent my friend yeah you can't i mean he, he shouldn't say anything at that but point. she didn't
1: get paid now i'm a big believer now if she did some work for real you should break bread yeah, yeah. But I still think Beyonce, because it sounded like she was taking shots at B. It didn't sound like shots at for real, mm-hmm. lightly on him, mostly at her. Because I thought it was all about a phone call. She didn't call me and da 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 da. Like, bro, I just sampled the song. I got to call
3: you. Yeah, that that was me and Rocket's argument because I felt like Beyonce, she she, she already got a big team, and now she got to make a personal, personal call? call to yeah. this. You know, I, you know what I mean? Sample me sampled, man.
1: Drake. Uh, y'all never, <laughs> we don't have to talk about nothing, man. Nothing. Just going to make the sample, man. Down South, yours. With, with a small fee, of course. <laughs>
0: Has anybody tapped you and said, because I know Drake is, and Travis Scott, they, they've they sampled a lot of Houston artists. Has anybody tapped you and said, hey, I'm to uh, use this track? Or?
1: I have had artists use some stuff, uh, and I hadn't really said anything. Mm, mm. Uh, i'm gonna do the, the j prince if somebody really does something and starts to make money you shut up and wait until they oh make yeah all
0: okay money. yes yeah
1: but if this like somebody locally doing something really cool like a lot of times they'll like if they're doing something they'll put it on instagram and tag me because they want to make sure hey mm-hmm. you know i just rapped on the track better than you did son but uh i don't get mad or anything like that uh w- so, no, I, well, yeah, no. I, now, I have some stuff because, you know, I had the record label. Some of my artist stuff has been used, and I had to, you know, hit them with the cease and desist. Mm. So I'll do more protection probably, which is funny. I'll probably protect the artists that I had on the label stuff more than I would protect my own because, you know, I have Paul and Cam. Yeah. So that stuff I'm very protective of, very protective of. But my stuff I kind of like, Ah, oh, that was nice. I him to even use that. Now, of course, if you make a couple of million dollars, I'm gonna tap you.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: now go ahead, Oh no, you. I was gonna ask you mentioned um Paul and Chameleon there. How did you link up with them? To- look. Look. <laughs>
1: I have to give props to uh, Ron, C. Ron C. It was Ron C and my my man I, Ron I, C. Uh, and my my my, my man uh, big cat. Uh I don't even know how we started the conversation of signing people. There was a guy a brother by the name of Sabwa Fair from the North Side. Yeah. So, Uh, I loved Sab Fair. We never really got a chance to put an album out on him. We kind of dropped a a mixtape, which I still wish I had a copy, but I don't have any more left. But anyway, and he was connected to all these people, and so was OG Ron C. uh, at the time. And I don't know how, because we signed Ron C. for uh, a two-record deal or something like that, too. I don't remember all the details of it. But I know he worked closely with Watts, and all these guys were coming out the Swisher House like crazy it was like Watts was producing, it was so many of them. Even with Screw, there was so many of them. There's no way, and then I think, you know, on the Screw side, I don't think Screw really wanted to ever have a label. Like, yeah, y'all can go do mm-hmm. whatever y'all want. I make Screw tapes. <laughs> and Watts, I think, initially was the same way, too. He had so many guys coming out that thing that was so popular. But these guys, you know, they want to be stars. Mm-hmm. You know, at least on, you know, from the guys I got. They wanted to release their own music. And I happened to have a studio, access to producers and you know i just i I don't even think i initially even talked to paul and cam cam on a mixtape had did this he wasn't really trying to diss j-mac it was just like this cutesy little thing that he said not cutesy sorry cam (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but he did this little rap thing um j-mac i'm like oh that's dope so i remember uh, that he
0: said something like uh i could still get stacks about rap like j-mac or something like that yeah (laughs) oh man so
1: we didn't (laughs) <laughs> that's one of the rare times when j this. some other rapper would have said that. He would have been mad and wanted mm-hmm. to fight, but Chame- Chameleon said it and everybody was cool. But I thought that the way Chameleon, he was just his delivery was its, it's so, his voice was so commanding. Uh, and then to be honest with you, with the Paul Wall Paul Wall story is so cumbersome. Uh, I met Paul Wall which I did not realize when he was a little kid and he was rapping. And at this time you're not. You're not really seeing. We got the Beatsy Boys, and when I meet Paul, I don't even think. Uh, I don't even think Eminem. I'm, I'm sure Eminem is nowhere in sight. He's not. So you see this white kid rapping at a Kenny Smith basketball camp, and I was there, hmm. and he was rapping for me, and I guess I laughed, but I wasn't laughing because the kid was whack. I'm laughing like, wow, rap has really gone far. <laughs> we've, we've tapped everyone. Got right? this white kid. Yeah, <laughs> and and what happens is, so Paul grows up hating me. Oh, because he thought
0: you were clowning him.
1: He did. Oh, damn. Which I don't know this whole story until he signs to my label. But, you know, I guess I'm still the Mad Hatter, so, you know, he can't completely just blow me up. I guess he could have. But uh, I, I, uh, I don't know through if it was OG Ronsi or Big Cat. Shout out Big Cat, who ran the label. And uh, they kept, I'm like, I don't care who y'all sign. Love the guy, the, the guy Cam, blah, 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 blah. But this kid, Paul Wall. I got to get this kid. And then I didn't know at first that Paul was white.
3: Mm.
1: And then they said... And I don't know how long after that I found that out. They like, the kid, Paul, is white. I'm like, he's white.
2: <laughs>
1: the kid that's rapping with the Swisher house is a white dude? I said, yeah, okay, the, then I... The then
0: Tom I, Hanks yeah. <laughs> scene in Elvis.
1: <laughs> then I listened to... even I like, I, I want to hear everything. i like, oh, we got a son. This kid is out of the ballpark. I said, <laughs> this kid... Rapping with the Swisher house, is, is going. he's going straight to the top. I said, the cam kid is great too. Let's mm-hmm. put them together. And I said, these, these guys, they're going to they're gonna be huge. So my guys went out there and fa- facilitated the deal. I gave him a really – and everybody thought I was crazy. I gave him like a short term on a contract. It was very lenient and all kind of stuff. I just really wanted the guys and I believed them. In fact, in love with my money, because I'm a quasi-rapper, if you will, uh, in Love With My Money was a track that I had in the studio probably for like two years sitting there. Mm-hmm. And so my homeboy, Cat, he's like, yo, Hatter, you're never going to rap on these tracks. So quit saying you're going to rap. <laughs> you're never going to rap. You don't barely come to the studio. You're not going to. I'm giving all these tracks to Cam and Paul. I'm like, bro, how you going to just go give my stuff? to I'm going to rap on my tracks. So he doesn't listen to me. He goes give the track, uh, especially that one right there. He gives it to Paul and Cam. And I heard how unorthodox it was. And I said, oh, shit, this is a hit. But at this time, if you remember, this track is slow. This is before 74 beats and 70 beats is mm-hmm. the norm. You know, we still kicking it in the 90s and up during this period of time. This is one of the slowest tracks. You know, and these kids are coming off of screw. So all this stuff is just it's starting to bubble all around this time. And, uh, you know, DJs, you know, really didn't want to play it. But it was a very interesting song. It didn't follow any of the rules. It wasn't verse 16, da-da-da-da-da. You know, the whole verse, I always tell people it was hard to give it a name. Because mm. the only reason we called it In Love My Money, because that's the last thing. on no, the like, uh, with my money. Uh. <laughs> and that's the point of the song, mm. too. So I'm like, yeah. okay, that's the name of it right there. we we'll just spell it funny and put it out there. And it blew up. But I think everybody knew. That that was a hit, but I was a big fan. That we had another cat by the name of Fifty Fifty Twin Legend. Oh my God! Uh,
0: and it kind of skinned my bins. <laughs> Gamey fended lens. passed me the damn ink pen. I know the whole. Side, yeah, I'm, I'm a Fifty Fifty Twin fan, man. Yeah. That yeah. whole that whole camp. There, <laughs>
1: here's why I signed Twin Fifty. We're hot at the time. We got Paul. We got Cam. I got Gospel. We're we're over here. We're trying to be Junior junior rap a lot so they're trying to expand into gospel music but 50's over there and I know he's part of the changing you know color changing clique which we yeah. all came and all the guys and they brought 50 over there and 50 I have the contract I'm like hey 50 it's kind of da 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 he pulls me aside say hey Hatter today I could love you but tomorrow I might not stand you or hate your fucking guts. <laughs> excuse, excuse my language and I walk back in the uh, studio afterwards I said, I just want to sign him on his honesty. He's saying that he could turn on me, so get ready. <laughs> he could turn on me. I said, I'm okay with that. At least I know where we stand yep, from yeah. day one. I said, sign him. We might lose him, but let's sign him. So we signed. I, but I loved him. He never, he never, he never did the, you know, anything wishy washy. Uh, I think I'm I'm one of those kind of people. Once I get to the end of something, I'm like, you know what? Fifty want to leave? Let fifty leave. Let Paul go. Let Cam go. Let everybody go. Do their thing. We we had a great run. And I was a radio DJ, so I't I didn't overthink it because I always had a job. I guess I wouldn't think about the rest of the crew, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I always had a job, so I wouldn't overhype when everybody because I think Watts had turned around and was learning to, to become this CEO that he became, along with Dash and all these guys. And uh, I just thought, it, you know what, I would be an a-ho to try to hold back Paul. And being mixed in with the Swisher House, and Paul was so gracious. You know, he he came to me like a man, like, "Hey, Hatter, I want to roll with Watts." Da 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 da. I said, "It's cool, man. Just finish off this your last three songs or whatever he had." He did whatever I asked, and went off into the sunset and did some incredible stuff with the Swisher damn. House again. And that's where he was from anyway. It's like, yeah, it, you know, sometimes you feel like, damn, I borrowed some. I borrowed Watts' artist. You know, dusted them off, gave them some tracks, mm-hmm. and then they all went and did their thing. So I'm not mad about that at all. So I, I, so I mean, his I first
0: solo, Chick Magnet, actually came out under your label?
1: Yeah, Chick okay. Magnet. We probably had three Paul Wall records that we released, to be honest with you. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of none of them. I'm terrible, <laughs> man. But Chick Magnet, I love that album. Yeah. Was- I just And I thought the name was cool, too. Mm-hmm. And this is back in the days of album covers, too. I love, I love Paul and Ken's get your mind correct. Classic. album. Um, um, the brother that did the, the uh, artwork, I don't remember his name. He's going to hate me. He did a video for me too. Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> he's gonna be mad at me. It's I all good. Remember. But he did the artwork on it. I love the artwork on those albums. And I think that's one thing that we lost with the streaming age of really incredible albums. And I was really, I love, you know, I'm older than you guys. So I, I like to read the credits. I was into reading the credits Mm -hmm. and all the stuff that they had happening on
3: there. Unfold the booklet. Yeah, man, man. that was, that was the good part of it. Yeah. That
1: was the, that's what made you love the album even more. Who was the producer? Who is this crazy? See, who is Montana? Who is, uh, uh, Dre Tovin? You know, I wanted to see all that Mm -hmm. stuff, man. Uh, but yeah, that was a great album. I got real lucky, man, with those guys, man. They, we've all met each other at the right time. Oh, and then when Paul signs to get to turn that story around, then you can finish. Mm. Uh, Paul, like, man, you know you laughed at me when I was a little kid. I'm like, huh? <laughs> just out the blue one day we're in the studio. He just says that. Like, it just comes out. I'm like, Paul, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. And then he painted the picture. I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that, Paul. I'm like, Paul, I was not laughing at you. I'm like, you got to understand, Paul. You got to look at it from a black guy's I'm a black guy that saw hip hop when it was first starting. There were some Puerto Ricans, no white people, and all blacks. And here it is: this little white kid is rapping his ass off. I was not laughing. I was like, "Damn, look how <laughs> you know, look how far hip hop's come." So Paul's like, "Oh, I, I, I understood after I grew up a little bit, but I had to let you know that there were some years where." You know, I wouldn't appreciate it. (laughs) But the turnaround (laughs) and sign to your label, I'm like, wow, this is this is definitely. uh, I have to salute him on that to to let that go, that let that little, you know, that little thing go and still sign.
3: (laughs) So it's funny that was still on his mind. He's sitting there. Oh yeah, he probably had to say it. And I don't know if he
1: was really. I don't think it was in a hurtful way. I don't think that was hate. Hate. Well, it could have been, hey, hey you know, you got some, yeah. some black guy laughing at you because you're doing your rapping. Yeah. And, you know, when you're a child, there's some things you just don't it understand. Was still, yeah, it was still on his mind. Yeah, he said it. So he, to, yeah, he felt better that he had to still tell it. Yeah, but then when he got a chance to hear me, when I explained it to him, I'm like, no, nah, I wasn't laughing at you, Paul. I said, but I thought you was you, the rap was pretty good. It was a pretty <laughs> good rap. I was surprised. Mm. He understood. I, I hope.
0: <laughs> no, nah, he did. Nah, Paul Paul's a good dude. You see, oh, I never oh, met him personally, man.
1: but man, he's great. Y'all got to yeah. get him on your show. Yeah, we're oh, trying. We've been we've trying. We've been trying. Really, trying. Yeah, we've yeah. been trying to tap in and try to get on him. Man. <laughs> man. he got in a really bad car accident, and his son was with him. Oh, oh no! Man. They were headed to a show. I want to. Austin or San Antonio was headed to a show, and somebody hit their sprinter. Uh, I saw it on Instagram, and I, I just hit him and said, "Hey, man, I'm glad y'all that y'all all right. We didn't." talk long about it, anything because i don't know if he was in the hospital or anything like that but it messed up that truck really oh damn you can't you couldn't drive it so you know i'm glad that he's all right uh cam he's gonna be harder to get he's a, he's a yeah multi, we're not multi, we're not gonna get a we're not getting good millionaire <laughs> don't say you won't you know? we're not like come you, you on can at man. least put the ask in but <laughs> cam's that way with everybody yeah he's always been a little off to himself and doing his own thing he, he's always had a plan always very smart uh Saw the future of all this stuff that y'all have up here now with he the computers and all that. He saw this.
0: Now, CommandAir.com, I remember that. He was chatting he was, with people, bro, releasing music before understand. anybody we it, we did. We
1: thought it was nerdy, stupid stuff. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. We thought it was, I thought, it, let me speak for me. I don't want to speak for my whole crew. I thought it was dumb. Like, Cam, what are you doing? Yeah, man. And then, and then I'm doing this and I'm sending out, Cam, I don't care. You can do all that crap. I don't, <laughs> it makes no sense to me. I, I, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Even when they were doing the mixtapes, huh? Man, you do the little old mixtape thing, man. I'm making albums over here. <laughs> Nobody was telling me that these little mixtapes was making the bread they yep. was making, but mm-hmm. you know, you don't know. You, you you live and you learn. But he was ahead of this computer stuff. He was into this tech stuff. He understood it before everybody else understood it. And uh, that's why he is so successful now, man. I salute him too, man. You know, he knew it what he wanted. He was driven from the very, very start. And when you it's cool when you get a chance to see these
0: guys. Oh yeah.
1: You know. From you know, they're basically the children. You get a chance to see them grow up to be men and businessmen. You know, I had a chance to watch Slim Thug literally from high school and grow up to be this man. It's it's man is so interesting to see them grow up and be fathers and businessmen. And and I'm just honored to have been a part, not necessarily a part of, it, but I had a bird's eye view of watching this industry. Over the last few decades, grown become with it, and so many artists out of here now. People don't even know half the artists in the city now because they don't follow the traditional route yeah. of the sound of the city. They're doing like Tisa Korean, all these kids doing all kind of stuff, man. So it's just really, it was really, it's, it's really an honor to have been a part. Uh, to be honest with you, with all that stuff, man. Everything yeah, is.
0: I'm glad you mentioned Chameleon Air too, man. I I, I grew up I was, I was a huge Chameleon Air fan. Growing up in high school, I was I had the albums, I had mixtape Messiah, and I want you to clarify this, man, because <laughs> look, for all of us old school Millionaire fans, there was beef going on, and we didn't know. Look, we took Millionaire's word because he was our favorite rapper. Look, but there me- is no there is no documentation to get anybody else's side mm. of the story. Mm. So I'm asking you this just to clear the air, man. Uh-oh. What happened between your label, painful. You and Chameleon Air. to break that up. Why'd you release controversy sales and why'd you diss them on the album? I like, didn't why? diss. Big Cat did. <laughs> Big but. Cat, Big Cat did <laughs> this I couldn't believe it when I heard it. I laughed
1: so hard. I, I was like, "We're releasing it, it. <laughs> just because I thought it was funny." Here's here's here. When it comes to artists and DJs, the artist usually wins in all situations as it relates to this city, and I'm okay with that. L you know. Uh, not only from Cam, but from any other rapper in this city. No matter if I tell the truth on some stories, it doesn't matter. If they're hardcore fans, they're not going to hear. I think the thing with me and Cam, though, we were able to uh, salvage that relationship because it was always respect there. It was just me understanding. He was young. When you're young, man, you got young energy. Certain things happen you just don't understand. And I think Cam would be okay with me saying, Cam always wanted money. And Cam wanted me to give him... X amount of money uh, to continue recording. And I'm like, Cam, I have a whole record label. I can't just drop all this money on you. I don't got that kind of money. He's like, I don't want the label to pay me. I want you to pay me. I'm like, (laughs) oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) And then at that time, uh, Southwest Wholesale was going through its litigation, and all their assets were frozen. Yeah. So all the money that we made, this is the sad part, all the money that they would have made from their Get Your Mind Correct album truthfully, they never got it. Oh, wow, man. But neither did the label because the company went belly up and it was lawsuits and all kinds of stuff. And I would have to talk to Robert Gilliman to get that story because I want to get him on my podcast so we can Mm -hmm. have that conversation. But I was never even mad about it because I thought Robert was good to the city as a distributor. I think the music scene in this city would not have gotten to the place where it gotten to had it not been for the distribution hub outside, right here in Houston, and this man would give all these kids, like, huge checks. So he was really funneling. He was really, if it wasn't for him, he was definitely a part of why the music scene in the city was the way it was. And I had to yeah. Robert Guillermo for that. So when it went belly up and I did not get my money and I could not give my money to my guys, it was hard for them to understand, well, how do you give us the money? I'm like, bro, it's business. It doesn't work like that. I say, let's come together. Let's put together another record. Let's go get a deal with somebody, with somebody that's going to give us an honorable deal, a couple of million dollars on the table. And, I'm, you know, I don't mind breaking bread with you guys to make things right. But if you don't get no money, guess who lost all their money? But nobody never thinks about that. Of
0: course. Mm-hmm.
1: I lost all my money. But I had a job always, so I, <laughs> I never looked at it like that. I was like, I'm just keep on working. You know, you don't – I mean, I'm not – some of these other guys, that's all they had was their record label. yeah. So, you know, that, that was a terrible blow to a lot of these companies. So trying to explain to your teenage artist that they ain't no money and he's looking at Billboard magazine and mm-hmm. he's looking at SoundScan because, you know, what happens with these artists is everyone is in their ear. So I can be your label, but every major, you know, everyone was coming down here trying to steal everything that we had. All the majors were trying, anything we had popping, all the majors were trying to steal it because there was a lot of money being made at that time. So they were trying to grab whatever. They, so if they saw anything, sound scanning, you know, it's the same thing now with with, with, with if they go viral on TikTok and they get signed to some label yeah. and they give them a couple of dollars and then you never hear from these kids. It's the same thing. The game never really changes. It looked like it changes. Just the way they do it changes a little bit. Yeah. But uh, all these guys were, you know, in there in my artist's ears. And, you know... It's just the way the game is, and you hope that there's loyalty and they stay with you, but sometimes, you know, they don't, unless you got, like, long-term contracts. And I didn't have long-term contracts. I didn't have them to know seven years, seven albums, Mm -hmm. all that. I just thought it was BS. I thought, you know what, do an album or two with me. If you feel good after we do the album or two, you resign and we do some better things. If not, though, then you go along your merry way. But uh, with the Cam situation, he asked me for a whole bunch of money, and I, he wouldn't give it to me. And if you ever talk to Cam, <laughs> Cam is just special, man. So Cam, Heather, you have to listen to me. That, 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 that. I am the label. You have to give me what I want. Cam don't get mad at me. But Cam is just, he just, and I couldn't talk to him and I'm like, Cam, I can't talk to you anymore. I can't give you what I don't have. I just, I can't. So, you know, his contract is really done. Cam is very smart. He, he's not recording music, so we don't really have a yeah. lot of stuff, miscellaneous tracks with uh, uh, <laughs> Chameleon on it. And uh, he started advertising controversy sales with Universal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, you can't take – because I came up with controversy sales. Outcast, if you remember, they had this double album. yeah. Remember that was the It's that?
0: Tank Only or Love Below.
1: Before they came up with it, I, we swear up and down, we thought this was, they got that idea from
0: No, us. Speaker Box Love speaker Below. Yeah, speaker yeah, Box Love yeah, Below. Not Those two yes. different albums. Yeah, yeah. It
1: was, yeah. you know? So we were doing the same because Paul and Cam, they just didn't want to do an album together. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, guys, look, what we'll do is a double album, but one is Paul's album, one is Cam's album. And so we were marketing, like, controversy sales. Like, they're going to drop their album at the same time. Well, Mm -hmm. we weren't going to drop two separate albums at the same time, which we probably should have now that I think about it. I just thought it was a dope idea to do the double album. And one is all Paul. One is all Cam. And then I think at at that time, it was still CDs. So we're just going to- Who did the
0: album art with the uh, split between them two? (laughs) Had to be Black Cat.
1: (laughs) R.I.P. Black Cat. Love Black Cat. Had to be Black Cat. But- if you go back and look at the albums, we were already advertising controversy sales on all the other product. that. Because I was doing some old school. Master P would advertise all his albums. And and that's really old school from back in the 70s. They used to do the same thing where they advertised all the albums yeah. that they was going to drop in the covers. I'm like, oh, that's so unique, Master P. I'm going to do that too. So we were advertising controversy sales already. Mm-hmm. So Cam is over there with Universal getting ready to drop controversy sales. I'm like, nope. So we had no album. I took everything that they had left and I told my producers, go in. <laughs> <laughs> and really in the label, Universal, one of their attorneys kind of like set me off too. I wasn't going to actually do it. Mm-hmm. I was just acting like I was going to do it until this attorney called me. And the dude told me, he, he got my phone. He like, he, and I'm a protocols person if you know me when it comes to work. And so don't talk to me. If you're a lawyer, talk to my lawyer. This lawyer from the record company trying to scare the little black DJ in Houston calls my phone and threatens me and tells me if I if I put that record out, he will sue me for everything that I have because I don't have the rights to release this record. And so mm. I can't tell you exactly what I said to this man that does not look like me. <laughs> I can't tell you exactly what I said because... <laughs> is so filthy mm. but the point of you can, we can the, imagine but the, the gist of the conversation is hey I know you because i'm black you think you don't have to follow protocol and you can frighten me but if you ever call my phone again this is the only part I can say I will fly all the way to New York to your office and then there's some other things I would do
2: <laughs> so if
1: you ever have a problem with me you contact my attorney like you're supposed to and y'all work that out as soon as I hung up, I called my team. I want an album that's going to be out in three weeks. It's Controversy Sales, Paul Wong, Commillionaire. I said, take all the original tracks, strip them. I want all fresh tracks and redo the whole album. I don't care how you do it. I want it in three weeks. Damn.
0: You hurt the fans with that one, though, man, Adam. You hurt the fans, man.
1: Was- I was hurt. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I, I had this dynasty that I was trying to build. Mm-hmm. Everybody left me. So, yeah, there's pain for me, too, because here I am. I'm, I'm really a nice guy. So this yeah. nice guy has allowed all this. It's like having all this money and watching somebody just take it out your hand mm-hmm. because you don't look pretty anymore. When there was when I needed the opportunity to, to, to try to make this thing happen. I was, whatever I needed to do to work with you, I was willing to do. But now that things have changed a little bit, it's like, this, and this happens with all artists, sooner or later, especially when, in my opinion, when you're of color, everybody all of a sudden, you know, either taking something from me or something from, and, and, and no one understands the business of it and recoupable. That's why if you heard a lot of those records, Cam learned that word recoupable. Mm-hmm. And he started using it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So, so you know, yeah. I mean, so I would have to, And so Cam like, Cam, everything we spend on you is recoupable. What's recoupable? I get it back. <laughs> and then what I get back, it's like a loan. Here, I'm, I'm, I'm loaning you some money to, to fulfill your dreams. And what I'm expecting back is X amount, of, is the return on dollar. I'm just the bank. So when you're young, know you know, all that stuff gets convoluted. So as a, if I was a young person, I understand what his anger is. The guy who runs your company just said, I ain't giving you no money. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm the star of your label. The reason why those other people are eating because they're eating off the back of my record. No. The truth of the matter is they were eating off the back of Down South. Down South was the reason why I was able to sign everybody, all the gospel groups, all the stuff that we were doing, because that, that came out before all that stuff. So yeah. we were still, we literally that label was still eating off of Down South, that one record. And so we never really ate off of Get Your Mind Correct and all that stuff we put out because everything folded at Southwest Wholesale. And so I understand his anger, and I think, you know, Nothing, it's nothing like a good lawsuit to, get to, 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 to make you see things straight. And I think that they thought that there was some, some foul play. And I never did anything foul to anybody in this city. And I don't care what anybody says. And they'll sit there and try to debate you. But no one to have true facts. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we did go to court. And, you know, there's, there's something in contracts, especially ours, that says you get paid for what we manufacture sell and get paid for. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: This is key. key. What is manufactured, what is paid for, what we get. If it's manufactured and we never see a dime of it, I can't give you anything.
0: So I guess I was going to be on my next question about how you felt when the city really shifted towards the major labels because that was something as a younger music fan and, like. and, and in Houston. No, I, like I didn't mind it, but I always thought the hypocrisy was hilarious. How everybody, especially in the Switcher House camp, was like, we don't need no major label. We independent.
3: Mm-hmm. Mike
0: Jones, uh-huh. major without a major deal. I don't need no label. Millionaire. everybody was rapping. And I was proud of the fact that our artists were independent. And you even look now. Everybody's like, be independent. Everybody's like, don't sign to a major. They're going to screw you. They're going to jerk you out your money. And that was the mentality back then, too. But it wow. seems like when Still Tipping took off, everybody jumped listen, to a major label listen, right then. When
1: If somebody comes through, man, and offers you $5, 10000000 million, it's easy to say stay independent, this, that, and the other. It's little different when somebody's guaranteeing you a couple million dollars in your pocket today, though. Yeah. And sometimes human beings, we are moved by the money, all yeah. of us, depending on what our situation is. Uh, now, I turned down a lot of money uh, in our, you know, record companies were coming to us trying to sign a label regularly. And and my artists, you know, Cam, Paul, they can all tell you, I turned down those deals. Those million-dollar deals didn't look attractive to me because I can read contracts. Yeah. So I could look at it and, like, so let me get this straight. You guys want to give me 15% as a label, and you're not really giving me a million dollars. You're going to give me a quarter of it up
0: Mm -hmm. front. You got to pay the rest back.
1: (laughs) No, not even that. If we sell this much in this amount of time, then you'll give me the rest of this, what you call it, advanced. And then if we get to the next album, you'll give me this. On top of that, 15%, you want me to split my 15% with the artist. My brain does mathematics. If I'm giving my artist 15% already, how does the company get its 15% out of that? So the numbers don't add up, my friend. On top of that, you want to own the masters. So you want to give us 15%, a BS couple of million dollars up front and it's not going to really be a million dollars i can i'm looking at this breakdown right and i don't own the masters nah we can't do this deal <laughs> so i was turning down deals right and left man people like oh i can't believe that this guy's in, this dj in houston is crazy mm-hmm. but i understood what the paperwork looked like and you know my attorney was right there beside me he would agree with me, like had we can't do that deal. i'm like i already know man i said we just took the trip you know, so the guys could see New York and, get <laughs> and able to see the scenes right quick. So they know what it feel like. Yeah. So it was one of those kind of things, but it, it was crazy. But, uh, and I hope I answered your question about chameleon. Uh, just, it was artist misunderstanding. I think that happens. I think we've seen that happen again in this city with some pretty, with a pretty big artist and her label, uh, just artist misunderstanding. And you hope, mm-hmm. you know, at, when the artist is young, you hope, I just hope that they get to work out that situation you know, much like me and Cam, you know, had to work out ours. You know, and I I understand, you know, for me to sit there and calmly say, hey, man, I'm not screwing you over. Yeah. And your brain is telling you, this guy is taking me for everything that I got. And I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. I'm telling this guy, I need this money. And I'm telling you, no, just stick it out with me, guy, and we can work it out. But I can't give you what you're asking for. You know, and it's, it's hard for you to understand it. So I understood his side of it, but I wasn't doing anything wrong to you either. But the record that we put out, and my apologies to you and the fans, thank had, you, thank you. it actually had nothing to do with Cam. It had more to do with that lawyer that called me that told me that I didn't have the right put out that record
0: but you didn't diss the lawyer in the, in the album <laughs> no, no man diss you the dissed a millionaire they had to go if it wasn't
1: for me he doesn't change that album title and probably had that big million seller that he has
0: the, <laughs> he has. the, <laughs> he has. the <laughs> intro was like shitting on chameleonair oh it <laughs> was man <It's
1: laughs> like, i, I couldn't couldn't put believe in that, that CD, big, like what is this man oh my god big, big cat did that when i heard it i just like oh my like, god i like i'm the i'm gonna be the one to take the heat for it but i was like i'm i'm okay with that i can take the heat uh I thought it was some really cool beats on there. Yeah, um,
0: I mean, there were some solid songs, yeah, man, it was but cool, just. But,
1: but it, was, it was rough, man. It was rough. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, this is bad. But again, you got to remember the name of the album, man. It's called Controversy Sells. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. The truth of the matter, I knew that was going to sell. Yeah. Just on name alone. Just on name. <laughs> and there was enough talk because of his mixtapes to, to, to stir up controversy. Yeah. And. Mostly it was his fault. If he probably would have said nothing, the record probably would have flopped. I didn't advertise it. I didn't do anything. I literally just ordered a lot of records and put it out.
0: Yep. I didn't do
1: anything. I didn't have to. Universal was pissed off. They were talking about it. He was talking about it. I just sat there and tried to get some of my money back that I didn't make off the first album. Mm -hmm. You know? and really didn't get paid off of that album either because it was too late at that time Mm -hmm. (laughs) with Southwest wholesale. But uh, it still was a good little jig in that lawyer's side, because then you know what he when he, they have an idea of what these black entrepreneurs and businessmen in this city what they about, and what he learned in this situation is maybe I want to have a couple of more T's crossed and I's dotted before I just open my mouth and think I'm scaring some small time black dude. Yeah, and so it was about respect and that person just to me didn't show if you would have heard that phone call when he was talking to me man he was talking to me excuse my friend like i was a bitch damn and i'm like oh no nah. i'm gonna show this huge record company with billions of dollars with this little thousand dollar company <laughs> you can do in houston texas and you're not gonna stop me and be able to do anything about it and they they didn't we sold actually sold some records i don't know if we ever got the money for it but we sold a lot of records so
0: Yep, yeah, got my money, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good record too.
1: And you know, again, controversy sells, man. It was, I thought the album cover was really ugly, but it added to that grimy split. Their picture. It add. looked like
0: when a in a tabloid when like a famous couple break up. Yeah, like, yeah they yeah, got
1: it yeah, split. Yeah, got a real, yeah. <laughs> it was ugly and grimy looking. I loved it, man. I I, I love the intro too. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, sorry. come on, so, man. Apologies to the fans out there. Me and Cam made up, man. we. Oh, good, yeah, man.
0: of course, of course. He's,
1: he's he's a good dude, man. I'm really happy for him. And we all learned a lot from him. I mean, even in this city, man, with the, the, the ringtones and all mm-hmm. that. I think, to me, I think, you know, his first millions was really made off of ringtones. He probably made more money outside of hip-hop than rap, to
0: be honest. I believe it.
1: So... That's that. Y'all got to get Cam. You got to try hard to get Cam.
0: He I don't know like if we can, man. <laughs> he doesn't we, like we, to talk to people, but you yeah. got to try, man. No, that, that's the dream interview right there, man. Cam, but I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. I'm going to try to help you out with that, man. I'm going to yes, try to help shoot. you we out Yeah, shoot. We appreciate with it, man.
1: What am I for? I should try to
0: call his ass. <laughs> <laughs> get him on now. Explain it. <laughs>
1: Man, there's some
0: like there's phone. so much we could talk about. Man, we ain't even got into the morning show yet. We ain't even gotten to... I'm sorry. There's so mu- no, I'm it's all good. My mouth, man. No, it's all up. interesting to me. Yeah. But
1: somebody else is like, man, get to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't talking about that good stuff.
0: Honestly, like we're uh, yeah, we're a hip hop podcast, man. So all all this stuff is relevant to us. I got. Um, so, I guess my next question would be. Just the fact, because we asked a lot of people who are in the in the era, you know, the, the golden age of Houston rap. Um, and what kind of ended that or broke it apart? You know, there was a lot of beef in the city at some point. It seemed like all my favorite rappers were beefing with each other at some point. And it was such a difference from the unity. You know, the screwed up click seemed from the outside. Mm-hmm. SEC SUC seemed unified. Switcher House seemed unified. And then everybody blows up and in suddenly they all got beef. It seemed like. I
1: never looked like at it like that. But you, listen, man. Entertainment, there's a lot of ego in entertainment. And no one could have ever speculated on what the music industry became in this city because of DJ Screw. I think... The latter days, minus you know, rap a lot, little J and what he did. uh, Had there been no Screw, all these guys that we seen, we would not have seen because with the you know what Screw did and what he did with everybody in the SUC, it kind of spawned what Watts did on the North Side with his crew. And I don't know if, and I know he was probably you know not probably, but he was doing mixtapes before. But do all these artists blow up on this level if it's not this little? Creation of this city that happened. And I just think, you know, I don't remember a lot of the beasts, and maybe this because my brain doesn't want to. I, I, no, I do remember some of them now. I just think it's ego. Somebody wants to feel like they're the biggest one of all of them. Uh, and this city never had so many superstars outside of sports at one time. It was, you know, Beyonce. Kelly, Destiny's mm-hmm. Child, Latoya, um, all the ladies from that group. But outside of that, no one's really ever seen that magnitude of so many superstars, you know, that seem like regular people that you really went to school with. Yeah. Uh, and to me, I just think that, you know, just male Barado, you know, they are young. Yeah. Are young kids, man. And, you know, Mixing young and money and I run the city. You just mix that up and sometimes it can be a cocktail for beef. But a lot of those guys, they worked out their beefs because they they grew to be these men and some of these beefs that they had they knew weren't, you know, much, much whatever to them. So they were able to work it out. But I just think that came with this city had never had that. And, you know, I think all cities probably get that. You know, New York complains a lot these days because, you know, ATL took everything from Mm -hmm. everybody, it seems like, um, or everybody has their their chance. ATL's been, you know, putting out some quality stars over the last few years. Um, I'm sure they have problems and beefs as well that we might not even know about. Uh, we have a tendency to look at other places like, look at how what they're doing, man. They're getting along and they, they do stick together. stick together. How can we
3: can't stick together?
1: You know, and you just hear people say that kind of stuff, but you mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. Those same people come to this scene like, man, if we could just stick together like y'all did. <laughs> it's just one of those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. But I think for our guys, just young guys, male bravado, and, you know, they've worked out those, those those kinks, and now they're all better young, I mean, better older men.
3: So yeah it's it's crazy because when I moved to Houston um 6 years ago I came from Cleveland and when I was looking around, I'm like, damn, this ain't like everybody kind of sticking together from my point of right, view. Right,
1: right, exactly. That's because what I mean. I'm like, damn. I but remember- he came at a different time, yeah. so he's seen it from a different
3: perspective. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, damn, I see um, this Houston legend, you know, just so happened to walk in the lobby and see another Houston legend. Yeah. And they dapping each other. I'm like, yeah. damn, that's cool. actually cool because we never really had that in Cleveland mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. We got bone thugs and harmony, but. They're never really in Cleveland. They, they pretty much stay in L.A. <laughs> Don't to be got, honest. Um, what,
1: What's with my man? To live, quality. What's the other kid? I can't think of his name right now.
3: I'm most uh, deaf.
1: High tech or somebody like that.
3: High tech. Um, oh
1: God, I can't think of the brother's name, but I think he does stuff. Um, if it comes to me, I'll mention it. So yeah, it but
3: me, but it. it's not a lot of legends yeah, 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 just walking that. around yeah. in the city city like that. It is
1: cool, man. I, yeah. It's really really cool. I, I, my biggest question is man and i and I think it's the downfall of Southwest wholesale our distributor It seemed like everything you're right, it started to shut down here, a lot of the uh national labels came in and stole everybody it was trying to steal everybody from the city, and things never came back around um so that's you know that's the one sad part to me. I think, and I still think right now there's a lot of talent in this city, particularly in R&B. I think R&B here never got the love that it deserved. There were so many. If you go back and look, man, there's so many incredible singers. Right now we're running in gospel. Yeah. We're running in. We got Brian, Sicardi... Oh man, we, we we really doing some things with gospel.
0: Right I mean R and B, period. You got Toby Grammy nominated Toby. now, so, so you
1: call Toby rap? I mean Toby R and B. Um, Toby's rap. Yeah, fair enough. He, fair he enough. May, you might want to call him alternative rap. I yeah. don't know. I think it's and see, and that's what I like about what's going on too. Uh, it's so different. I, I love Toby just because he's different, unapologetically different, man. And he mm. went his own route. Years before Nwigwe blew up, I would have thought that that wouldn't be able to work. Mm -hmm. He, with his family, ain't really cursing or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Really skillful with his rhymes. Everything that he's doing visually. And I actually think it's because of all those things, why he works as well. Yeah. His visuals, you know, this inclusion of family. In fact, I see so... I went to his one show that he had here that he sold out. And there was so many white people in there, and he kind of brings a family affair mm-hmm. to what he's doing, and I think other people outside of people that look like me and you, us, they enjoy that, so it's just kind of cool to watch what he's doing. but again i you know, I'm kind of like the big uncle. I just watch from afar now, <laughs> yeah. but I'm really proud of what all these guys and ladies are doing. But I do believe, to me, that r got an unfair shake in this city and it could have been better.
3: So so what do you think um, – I'm going back to the early 2000s sure. when Houston was on fire pretty much. Um, what do you think could have been done to keep that going? Because for me, from my point of view, being up in Cleveland – it seemed like the run was kind of short or shorter than it, it should have I feel been. like
1: that too. I, I, like I said, and I think for me, I, it's it, around the time that the distributor went bankrupt and fell to me is almost where you can see that hip hop in the city just because we weren't breeding new talent and we were only embracing the talent that we had because they were so big and they were so loved in this city. I mean, when this city loves the artist. They just love them so. Your Slims and your Key Keys and your Screw, they were so hard embraced. There was almost no way for anyone else to even come out the seams. You know what I'm saying? And partially, that could have. I think it could have just been on a city per se. I don't know. Uh, but I, um, to me, the point is when that distributor was gone. Uh, it seemed to me that the music landscape in the city changed because we had a place that was really super, super supportive in getting the music out there to all these different places. And once that stopped, you know, where, where do you go with your record label or your rap? You know, Robert Gilliman would come in there. I mean, when I first had my first little whack record called mm. All About Me, I walked in there, and he said, Hatter, I need 2,000 CDs and 1,000 cassettes, and I walked out with fifteen to $20,000. This is, he hadn't heard A-Track. Oh, wow. And it wasn't just me. It was a lot of people being funded like this. Robert was given a lot of dough. When <laughs> you imagine the ESGs and all those of people at that time. So when you don't have somebody that's able to kind of pump money into you like a bank, you know, what happens, man? And it, it takes a little bit of money to make this stuff work. It takes a little bit of money. So to me, the, the point is Southwest Wholesale going up. For me, for me, it's just my opinion. Other people might say because the radio wasn't supporting it or this, that, and the other. I'm just not a believer in that. I'm a big believer in if the streets support it and the music is out there, the radio plays it. And uh, I'm I'm always feel that way. Although now I think it's totally different. You don't need radio at all, but that's a whole other story and I don't want to get off track.
0: <laughs> Do you think you get unfairly blamed for... Sure. like the the so called fall off of Houston,
1: sure, probably, I'm sure all those hatters fall, and which is funny because you know what this does it 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 puts you in this place where they really give you way more credit than mm. you really, really deserve, like yeah, they just give you way more credit than you do. like they put you on this pedestal, they won't call it that that they shoot at uh, or this power that they have given you. This perceived power that they think you also have as well. And uh, I always thought that was pretty interesting. You know, uh, I still do to this day, you know, because, again, this goes back to the conversation. I was just trying to be a DJ that was trying to make people smile going to work. Mm -hmm. And the music part of it was secondary because I didn't play the music. You know, yes, part of your job is to go out there and find talent and all that kind of stuff. But really, that's the program director and the music director. And I was never those at the box. Uh Magic 102, which a lot of people don't know, I was, you know, A P D over there. But that was, you know, the adult stuff. Yeah. But with you know, anything that happened at the box during those days, I wasn't. So I was a I was an innocent bystander learning about this stuff, just as you know, just like you were learning about it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, but when things took off or there was really a heat in the streets with it, you know, just like me signing Paul and Care. Why do you sign them? Well, because they, they got the hottest names in the street. And it worked like that with radio as well. So it's just it's just weird. But, you know, you you, hey, man, you got to take the bad with the good. And, uh, you know, it's just part of it, man. You don't want to. Like I said before, you want everybody to love you. But sometimes, hey, man, there was a rapper whose son blamed me that his father didn't blow up. And I saw it because somebody, because people love to show you. Mm. Stuff. Look what this person put, Hatter. Like I really don't <laughs> feel like seeing that, but okay. Like all the rappers always told on each other too. Hatter, you know such and such said this. <laughs> okay, so I knew I, I know everybody where the dead bodies are and all that stuff. But I never really worried about it. But you know, you get used to it. The bottom line, you get used to it, and you take it. And uh, as, as many blessings as you receive, and as much you know. I did remember seeing glimpse of the love, although I always was making records about say what you want to say and can you, you know, show me some love and give me some yeah. love and all that stuff. But it's just it's just all a part of it. And when you look like you're the guy at the top of the mountain, you know, people throw sharp knives at you. You are a face.
0: Yeah. You are a face. So,
1: so, so you, you, you take the hits and, you know, as long as nobody touches your physical, you just you got to deal with it, man. So, yeah, I, I probably know I get some of the blame for that. But you won't get any credit for anybody that you helped, even some of the people that you helped. And, and the funny thing about music, and I'll just leave on that, I'll mm-hmm. end on that note. When, every, when you're doing things for somebody, you're the greatest guy in the world. Oh, of course. And the first time that you can't do something for somebody, and you notice know this is life, uh, you're the worst person. This could be a family member, and they want to borrow money, and every time they come to you, you let them borrow some money. And then the one time they come to you, you like, no, man. I ain't got a, I ain't got five hundred dollars to give you, bro. Oh man, you all of a sudden you the,
2: the worst. You're the bag
1: Yeah, I hate you. And this guy don't want to. This family member won't talk to you anymore <laughs> because you didn't give him five hundred dollars. But what about all the other times you gave him money? Nobody <laughs> remembers that. But nobody gives you a pat on the back for that. And, but and you can't expect it. And what I got to the point of, man, as long as my mama loved me, and <laughs> my kids <laughs> love me. If you got a gal, your gal love you. You can't – and, and I, I was blessed with a career, so the ratings were coming. So I'm like, there's got to be something I'm doing right or somebody's lying to me somewhere. So, But, yeah, you take the hits and you just learn to live with it, man. It hurts, though. I, I won't lie. It, it hurts you. It bothers you. So you just try to get on with it.
0: Well, I mean, that's really all you can do It's like I said earlier, how the negative always stick with you longer than the positive. It does. It does. It so. does. Mm-hmm.
1: That was part of like, you know, when I quit, man, it was like, it was, that was a part of it too, because you never see yourself as a star or in the limelight. But, guys, you are. You're doing a podcast. People Mm -hmm. are looking at you. They admire you. Somebody looking at you. That was a dumb question. Whatever whatever their thing is, somebody will find, oh, man, he has something on his eyebrow. Anything. And they'll find him. You don't. You don't. (laughs) But I'm just saying, they'll they'll find something. And it's just just a part of it, man. You're you're a part of entertainment. Mm -hmm. So you become people's entertainment. Yeah. So, like I said, they'll talk about you in the barbershop when they have a conversation with, they talk about Drake and they talk about Beyonce. And here's the, the flip side of it you're lucky they're talking about you. Yeah. you know? yeah. So, even if it's in hatred, you've conjured up enough venom in this person or persons for them to have this whole dialogue about you. And when you really get down to it, it re- that dialogue that they're having about you, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But at that moment in time, they think it does. No, oh, yeah. yeah. But it really doesn't. It's not going to change the world. It doesn't make it a bit better. It's just really gossip. Why do you hate this guy? Man, he ain't playing my music. <laughs> yeah. Can he play your music? Is your music good? Is it available? Have you ever talked to those people? And when you start breaking all that stuff down, you start finding out like, oh, this guy or gal hadn't even taken the necessary steps. Or they talk to you one time and they think that they fire. hmm And you, it's your responsibility. this is the bad thing, too. It's your responsibility to make everything happen for that person. Oh, yeah. And it's all in your, they think it's all in your hand to make their dreams come true. That's Mm -hmm. a lot of unfair, undue pressure to put on me to make your dream come true. I'm living my dream. I wanted to be a DJ. This is what I wanted to do with my life. I went to school for it. I put myself through school to do it. I'm doing it. I'm living my dream. You're mad at me because you think I'm supposed to be playing your song. And somebody like, a lot of times, oh, he hating on me, bro. I don't know you. Mm. What would be what would be my purpose in hating you? How what growth do I get from it? <laughs> I'm over here worrying about this sick parent or this over here. Literally, I'm coming to my job, and the only my only thing at that job was I wanted people because I remembered when I was driving to one of my seven jobs in college listening to the DJ that worked that night uh Wild Child Robbins and he was screaming and yelling on the radio he sounded so happy and I'm going to this uh it was a RPS it was like a UPS yeah I hated roadway pack I I and then I worked at UPS too UPS is fine uh <laughs> but you're going to these jobs and you're miserable and you're trying to be somebody in life and you don't think you're going to ever get there. And I wanted to feel the way that this DJ was making me feel when he was playing this new song, saying some wild and crazy stuff with people on the air. So I said, if I could just make somebody feel better about themselves or their situation or make them forget about this lousy shitty job for a little while, I've done my job. And if, in there there was a benefit that some guy was able to get his song played or some gal was able to get her song played and it helped them achieve their dreams. Bonus. So <coughs> excuse me. It was what it was. You take the you take the bad with the good, the good with the bad, and you try to put out more good than the bad stuff. And
0: I mean, that's really all yeah. you can do, man. That's, that's all that's, you can that's do. That's really all you can do ultimately at the end of it. Yeah. Um look I'm man, still can,
1: sorry about the
0: the controversy, yeah, it's all right. that's what but it's a classic it a album, way. son. <laughs> classic, like what nine ninety nine on Tuesday, gone down the drain. But okay, it's all right, it's all right. I'm over it. Um, so I mean, we could talk to you all day, man. Yeah, let's, honestly, let's
3: jump into the radio stuff, man. Yeah. You got a whole nother career, man, outside of the music. So, um, how did you get it? How did you get into radio? You're
0: from North Carolina, right?
3: I am from so, North Carolina. Okay. okay. Uh, Vietnam, J.
1: Cole Go mm-hmm. from right down the street. My little kid uh, 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 adopted two little girls, but she was a huge J. Cole fan back in the days. And she's like, I want to go by J. Cole's house. So I went and took pictures from J. Cole's house. But anyway, um, from North Carolina, uh, went to North Carolina A&T, and majored in broadcasting. They used to call it that. Somebody cleaning something. Uh, <laughs> uh, and just at first I was really interested in music. I'm a music person, DJ, sang, was a producer, started a record label when I was in college. It was a jazz record label called Cool Jazz Recordings. had a sign. I don't know how to to this day how I signed this older woman to be on my label, but she sang blues and jazz in Melville Houston, R.I.P. to her. Uh, and did this live recording. Um, but I was just always into music and uh I just off of a whim at the uh, went to the college radio station cuz when i was growing up the radio station would be playing some of these miscellaneous songs and like everybody why don't why they playing this when i was growing up and you won't know this uh neither one of you when i was growing up they didn't play rap on the radio they would play rap instrumentals though on mm. the radio cuz the beats were always dope but not the rap version and mm. i just wanted to have a better understanding why just play the rap song you know, why y'all playing this song, but you're not playing this song? This is the song that's hot in my neighborhood that everybody's jamming to, but the radio station, they play it. So I wanted to understand the politics behind that and went to the college radio station. And uh, I don't know, the lady just took a liking to me, and I always wore these crazy hats. And she <laughs> she said, you should call yourself the Mad Hatter. And from there, you know, the career started, man. It would. Now that I look back, it was kind of quick, but... As you're going through it as a kid, it's like forever and a day. And got lucky to get to Houston um, because of another DJ named Rick Party. He told me I should send a tape to uh, the general manager that was at Magic 102 at the time, Ernest Jackson, RIP to him. Good brother. And uh, they saw, heard my tape, and gave me a shot. Mm-hmm. And thought I would be in radio for about two years and go be a teacher. But uh, they, kept, they kept giving me more and more money. And who was I who was I to say no? Yeah. <laughs> so that's my hopefully short story on becoming a, a radio broadcaster, much like you, gentlemen. Yeah.
0: So how do you link up with uh J Mac in them and how'd you actually start the Mad Hatter morning show in particular? Gotcha. Like did that uh was that your idea? to somebody say, Hey, you should do a morning like how how did that come about?
1: I think when you're jocks, I think at at our heart we're jocks, DJs. Uh, The dream originally for all of us is, you know, when you're younger, you want to do nights, get a little older, you want to do afternoons, and then you want to graduate into a... Cam actually hit me. Uh, If you just tuned in, they were talking about Chameleon earlier. Yes. And so, as a joke, (laughs) I I hit him. Oh, I hit him on his second number. He don't know I got this number, too. (laughs) Like who is this? I ain't gonna even say nothing. I'm gonna let him. Be. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? I'm sorry.
0: Um, how a how the Mad Hatter Morning Show oh, come uh, to be?
1: Uh, met j Mac at TSU. He was a TSU student, mm-hmm. and I, I used to do these live broadcasts on Friday night. I don't know why I did it. Um, just because I didn't want to be cooped up in the studio. So they would they were crazy enough to let me. I'm live on the radio. We'd be in a van driving down the street. Stuff that's really dangerous that we should yeah. not. Oh, we should not
3: have to step It'll let you do a lot of shit, they, man. <laughs> I got away with a lot, man. I was really
1: a spoiled child my entire radio career. I, I, but my program directors, they always they always trusted me. They always felt like, ah, uh, Hadam won't go too far. Every once in a while, I would go far. And they like, Hadam, like, <laughs> hey, man. Um, but they trusted me to do all kinds of stuff. So every Friday, I used to broadcast the show live and go in different neighborhoods and stuff like that. And went to TSU one night. Was on campus and met this kid named J Mac James at the time. Sorry, Mac. <laughs> uh, and he just said he was interested in radio. And I was like, Yeah, 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 right, whatever, kid. And uh, I just said, Hey, call me at the radio station, and something pops, I'll let you know. And uh, I really wouldn't. I probably was just running my mouth. I don't really know what I can't. I can't really say. But he didn't immediately get to the radio station. And j matt probably called me for about a year. Every, every, at least once a week, he called me. Hey, man, is anything happening? Hey, man, is anything happening? I think I just got tired. Like, hey, man, come to the radio station today. And he came to the radio station, and I don't know what happened. Some, the guy would never leave. And so somehow he got under my skin and was around for all these years. Damn. <laughs> it was the best get under somebody's skin story of all times and now he, there he is leading the morning show uh at the box i'm very yep. proud of him because he's like yeah, what i'm sh- gonna do would you go <laughs> you gonna keep on moving baby you ain't me <laughs> you you and he's doing really really well so i'm really happy for him i'm proud of him uh i'm proud of everything those guys are doing so i told him you do it until the wheels fall off brother don't you don't have to do what i do don't do what i do I did what I did because that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You run your race. So he's running his race and he's having a good time doing it. So that's how I met him. Um, Mac never left. Originally, it was a young lady by the name of Nikki T. Mm -hmm. That was also with me at nights when I was on Magic originally when it was called 102 Jams. Uh, So it was Hatter, Nikki, and Jay originally. Uh, For those that remember that, when we did the roll call, we had started it there. Uh, I think I got mad at Nikki and Jay. Mac fired both of them. Uh, Nikki would pass away, but we were still good before her passing. Mm -hmm. j Max somehow got back on the radio with me. I started doing afternoons at the box when they, you know, these companies come in and buy stations. Mm -hmm. I forgot the name of the company that owned Magic 102 at the time. But i what is now iHeart used to be Clear Channel. They came in and bought the station. uh, And, you know, they were trying to figure out how to merge the staff. So... Their idea was to put me in afternoons. I think it was Kid Nice doing nights, and they were going to do some other things. Uh, did that for a while. And then something happened with the morning show. I don't remember who the morning show was, and I'm sorry to those folks that were doing it because I, I went through so many different morning shows. You know, uh, Smoking in a Bandit was magic. Um, God, I, I don't remember everybody. I can't remember the Robin Breeden. I think when I first got to the box, she was still there. I think Robin left and they wanted to go in a new direction. They wanted me, after she left, they wanted me to do the morning show there. And I was like, if y'all ain't giving me, you know, morning show. Mm -hmm. Of course. So they tried to finagle me into doing it. Oh, I had to just sit in for a couple of weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Then I I sat in for like two weeks. And so I think they were waiting to see what was going to happen. Or if I would not remember to ask about money. And I'm like, hey, guys, my contract says that I specifically work between these times. So on Monday, I'm going back to two to six. (laughs) Unless you say something different about this money. And nobody never really said anything. So for a little while, I went back, and uh, that's when Scorpio and Jimbo and all those guys uh, got together and did the morning show for a couple of years and did a few years later. I think Scorpio wanted to pull himself off the air. Mm -hmm. They came. They came. Came back to me again, like, had her do the morning show. I'm like, well, we got to change some numbers. (laughs) And and they did. And uh, told me to do whatever I wanted to do. Always liked Jim. I thought he was funny. And I thought that he would make me corny. I think sometimes when you grow up urban like us, we have a tendency to be way too cool for the room. Mm -hmm. And I purposely wanted somebody that would make the room a little uncool. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's okay to have these different that balance yeah there you go i like that word balance yeah. so uh i know new jimbo his comedy was different from mine mm-hmm. uh and you know he's also white but i hmm. thought that there was something he could bring to the table because he had been at the station since the inception of the box he worked with all the morning shows as their producer from the inception of it so he understood the way a morning show should work so i yeah. thought it would be good originally it was also Shelley wade I don't know if you
0: remember that. I remember um, that.
1: But Shelly yeah, Way She had her
0: own theme me. song. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She,
1: that's what she was doing midday. Yeah. So I, we took her off of that, and she came. Not I took her off, but she, she she said that she would come to the morning show and work with us. And then she got some incredible offers to go to New York and L.A. And I'm like, holla back, Sean. Yep. You got to do it. <laughs> L.A. and New York ain't calling you every day, so you got to do what you got to do. Uh so I forgot who we got after that as as as, as a as a co host for the show. So how many years P2, did P two, P two,
0: P two. How many years were you running the show itself?
1: It was twenty years. We were coming oh, wow. up on twenty. Twenty would have been twenty years if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Damn. Right? It would have been twenty years. It'd have been 20
3: years. So you started the uh, show in uh two thousand. Yeah. So uh-huh. it would have been
1: two thousand. Mm hmm. Damn. Jimbo remembers the date on everything. I also loved him for that, too, because Jimbo would have... He would remember these odd things that average human beings don't remember. Mm-hmm. And then he had this... He knew a lot about music. I think that's what bonded us. He knew so much about music. And so he had the pop songs on lock. I had the urban songs on lock. So I think we had, like, this little weird connection because of music. We both love music. And Jimbo still plays music now. I see him out there with his brother. They be going to the bars doing their thing. But I had a good crew. Um... After uh, P2 was, I think it was Natay. Shout out Natay. We yeah. had years with her. And we, we got Natay, actually. We did a thing where we were looking for a co-host. Uh, and we did it at some mall out there in Katy. Katy Mills Mall. Yeah. Where we found uh, uh, Natay. I thought, man, okay, I think she would be really, really cool to have on the show. And then after Natay left, for a while it was a boys club up there. The management, the suits, hated that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A morning show must have a female on it. <clears throat> I was like, bro, we're just trying to do good mornings here. We'll just put a whole bunch of ladies on the air. But we, we I, I chose JQ. I said, he'll be the lady for us. <laughs> and they, let it, they let it roll for a while. We had a good time, man. It was, but it, it, was, it was a men's locker room. But we were having yeah. a great time in there. And then uh, finally, the show rounded out with um, Young Jazz. And, and young jazz was perfect for us. She, uh, we knew her. She had like worked in the station, and jazz kind of, you know, uh, cute. She could hang with the boys. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you have people who, you know, jazz jazz would say some stuff that was filthier than
2: guys. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, and, and and sometimes I had to go like, hold on, hold on,
2: jazz. <laughs>
3: She don't even look like that type. Oh, That's man. the funny part about it. Oh man, Jazz. She, she looked all cute she, and innocent. She, oh man, she is cute and innocent. <laughs>
1: uh but she was perfect for and her work ethic, uh, was outstanding, man. Uh she was just perfect for us, you know, with JQ. And really, I had a morning show that had way too many people. It was great, though. Mm-hmm. They let me have all these people. <laughs> JQ, Rob G was mixing. Uh, J-Mac, of course, Jimbo. Cooper was also on the air. He's yeah. the producer, but Cooper was also on the And I made everybody, you know, I didn't want a producer who just sat there and produced. I, I wanted people to know that, hey, I got this other person that is a, a contributor to this show, so he should be a part of this too. So we were all a part of it. It was it was a lot of fun, man. I, I had a great crew. It was a good run. We had an incredible run until I got mad at the end and hurt and was sad all the time and, <laughs> Because I think I was making those guys miserable because I would be so terrible. I would come in there and just complain. I was so upset and just – I was just unhappy. The last two years, I was very unhappy.
3: So what happened at the end? What was the um... – I was
1: just unhappy, man. Uh, then, you know, radio stations go through all these changes. Hey, Hatter, we want you to do this, and we want you to do that, and we think you should do this, and we think you... – and, again, you have to take – I – man, he, I'm a 20-year-old kid, 21-year-old kid who his whole career – they just let me do whatever I wanted to do. You get used to that. So now here you are. You're a grown-ass man. Like, oh, we think you should do this. I ask you what you think I should be doing. <laughs> Nobody asked me what they think. i just tell you that's what I want to do, and then we just go with it, and we figure out a way to make it work. And this was the first time I think in my career, like, oh, we we think you should do this, though. And they were kind of stern on him, like,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I'll be right back. And I never came back. Mm. And I felt bad about now when I look back, I think the listeners felt – the the people who love you, mm-hmm. they felt – because I would see it on Instagram sometimes. Oh, so y'all ain't going to say nothing? And I wouldn't respond <laughs> to nobody. <laughs> I mean, literally, I wasn't picking up the phone, talking to anybody. So I think people were alienated. Even people who knew me, they, they were alienated. I was just going to the gym, going home, going to the gym, going home. And, you know I, – I, I think when people felt like they've invested so much into you, at least say, "Bye, I'm out of here. I want to do something different."
0: You have a farewell yeah. show. Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: yeah. I, and I think they wanted that, and they probably deserved it. And so I'm, I'm probably the bad guy in that one. I won't put that one on a company. That's probably me. Uh, they 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 made some efforts to try to do some things, and at that point, I was just too far gone. Yeah, I was too far gone. I mean, but I you, miss my guys, man. We had a lot. We had a lot of fun.
0: Usually, when your heart's not in it, your audience will begin to be able to tell. So usually, nah, we're good at
1: faking it, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Because well,
1: here's what happens. Sometimes, even with topics, we would somebody, everybody had to choose some stuff, bring mm-hmm. some stuff to the table. So sometimes somebody would take a stance against you just for the. Just to take that stance against yeah, you. Yeah, devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make because it's a show. Mm-hmm. Everyone, get after get a while, they understand. You know, you're kind of like when you're doing morning show and you're the lead, it's kind of like you're the puppet master. Mm-hmm. And you know what to do to poke at this person with pokes at this person with pokes at this person. And you put up enough of a wall where they can't poke at you. <laughs> and so you just learn how to do that. And sometimes it would be like you take that position and there was no practice of nothing though everybody was in there because they were so smart and you know just i worked with a group of very smart people so they could take those different positions and take the hits that went with it so it sounded like we might be in a true argument on the air we yeah. are not yeah. we're laughing because yeah. i'm seeing how hard i can go to get to break you you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so it made the show fun and then jimbo coming there with his guitar and do some other kind of stuff And we, I try to. What we tried to do is what I call a full service show. Mm. Uh, And a full service show is not. We just don't get there and gossip about Chris Brown. Will we? Yeah, you got to talk about him. But I, I also wanted to really truly entertain you in between the records. So yeah, we want to talk about whoever did whatever they did. But we're going to do some old school bits, you know, you know, some corny stuff. And I didn't mind if somebody said that we were corny. You got it. We wanted to be. Cause we didn't have to be the cool DJs on the block. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have to be that. I wouldn't try to pl- prove to you how black I was. Mm. You can see I'm black and blacker than most, <laughs> so I don't have to prove to you that I'm black, and I'm not trying to. I talk the way I talk in the whole nine, and I never tried to be anything that I wasn't. And if somebody thought that, that was on them. But you know, the show was what the show was, and some people might have had a problem with it because we still, I still wanted some of that old the ways radio used to entertain. Mm. I still think to me now, radio does not entertain like that. That's why podcasts work. Because yeah. we now have entertaining people who can have entertaining conversations. But on the radio, you just got some guy who just blah, 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 and plays a record that I can listen to on title of Spotify mm. or, or Apple, and I don't really need to hear your jock. So I think to some degree, they've killed the disc jockey that had talent to do all these different things and let's discuss what's going on. And another thing that was very important to me too was doing news. They had tried to do research to tell me not to do news because your audience, your audience. Oh, wow. mm -hmm.
0: They don't care about the news. Damn. Mm -hmm.
1: So purposely I would do the news Mm -hmm. every hour. So it may only be a minute or two minutes. But if you're listening to this show, because the way I felt, I might, this person may only hear this because they want the entertainment.
2: Yeah.
0: But mm-hmm. I might
1: have them and they hear some news and they be like, what happened in the world today? I didn't know that happened. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was very important. Now, there, those were the things that I was, I, I definitely was a fighter with. Like, we're going to talk about this. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about that. And again, but let me be clear. No one really managed me in my career. I probably should have been on a couple occasions, but they kind of like everyone kind of like nah, just let Hatter do, do what he does, and, and they did. Man, I was really lucky. But uh, we, my crew, we you know we de- we definitely worked hard and tried to do a very balanced show. At the end, it really got it was it was a working machine. Mm. In the end, it really really was a working machine. So I that I do miss. I do I, I miss the, I miss the camaraderie of those people. I think it's like a, a former football player. A lot of times, what they really miss is the camaraderie yeah. of the team. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever played sports, you you most certainly understand that. So I think that's what I miss the most. And you know, nice fat paychecks are great too, of course. <laughs> but uh, definitely miss the people, man. Because you know what? You know, for most of my career, those people they really were the. Uh, they were really were the center of my happiness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not the the corporation didn't really care that much not no that sounds bad. It was about the people that you worked with. The corporation stood for the corporation, but me and the people that I worked with just we really had a great time, man. We had a really
3: great time. So if uh if they were to call you back today or tomorrow or this week to say, Hey, would you be open to coming back?
1: They wouldn't do that because they would be afraid that I would ask for a ton of cash.
3: Um, now, the real question is would you ask for a ton of cash? No, would you go back? Period.
1: <laughs> Those are both two good questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh,
0: You've never thought of this. If you would ever, like, let's not see, even.
1: I don't see in 2022 going into 2023 to be honest which when i left i think it was a different time for society yeah i think it was a different time for radio yeah. i feel and here's a guy who's still doing i'm a content director at, for the vibe at ktu mm-hmm. with the little with the little uh digital slash over the air station at night uh deal that i do over there i think this game has changed in just these 3 years cuz j mac told me it was 3 years today uh, the game has changed so much.
0: Three years since when? Since you left? Yeah. Wow. Three. This three the years. Three today? year anniversary. Today. Three, three oh.
1: years. December. When did I go on vacation? Didn't return. Was <laughs> <laughs> Rob G? If I call Rob G, it's Rob close G, to G. December. Rob G, and so tell man. me exactly what day he remembers. The day he said, "Hey, I'm going on vacation." He said, "Then something you never came." <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, it's almost uh 3 years oh, now. Wow. And J Mac reminded me. Um I don't know. I had such a good time uh I don't know.
3: But you would take a meeting if they say, "Hey, let's just talk about it." Let's I think have with the podcast
1: thing now. You know what? I have a son now. Mm-hmm. And I waited to get to the end of my career. Not, yeah, I <laughs> like respect that, average, man. I'm
3: I'm
0: yeah. on that trajectory too. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and don't knock that, man. Yeah, I'm not. that's what I want to really have a podcast about too, man. Is talking about these older fathers, mm-hmm. and it's different. If Mad had it was twenty something or even thirty something with a kid, and I and I was I man, I had my girls that I adopted, and, and they came out to be halfway decent human beings, and I love them to death. But you know, having my my own son at this point. In life is really different um, because of the time and care. And I don't want to say I didn't care for my girls like that, but it's kind of like you were a weekend dad, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, I'm around the clock. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I would have been a, a pretty decent dad. And I have to ask my girls if they thought I was a good dad. They could say, nah, dude, you suck like a mofo. <laughs> Uh I don't, you know. My opinion is I did the best that I could for him, but I just feel a little different with this kid. Uh, and maybe because he came exactly, you know, after this career that I've had. And so I look at him in a totally different way. He won't know who I don't think he'll know who the mad hatter is. He's just gonna know this dude that seems to be at home when he gets home and <laughs> stuff like that. So I have to create and it's funny, like it's like, like being a former football player and I'm and I'm not taking anything away from anybody that plays sports cuz what you guys do and ladies do is incredible. But you've done this one thing all your life and that's all you really know how yeah. to do. You don't really know. You never took the time to learn how to do anything else. Yeah. Uh so my son gets to meet a different person. He gets to meet Ben. He he doesn't he won't really connect with Mad Hatter. My girls they were raised with Mad Hatter when they went places and we were eating. Somebody would interrupt them or do mm-hmm. disrespectful stuff, or oh my god, that's Hatter and take a picture. And my kid is like, "Yo," <laughs> you know. So, or if there's drama in the streets because you you going toe to toe with some rapper and nobody mm-hmm. understands, and you, you got to protect your kid and something. My son's not going to get none of that stuff. So it's just kind of different. So, to, long way to answer your question. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you never want to say no to money. Yeah, uh, but you don't want to do it. I've learned, you know, because I saved for so long. I honestly, when I walked away, I I really didn't have a plan, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. But you know, I own a couple of homes and things like that. Uh, but I really didn't have a a, a a plan in place. Like, what you gonna do if that paycheck ain't coming in no more, big fella? And I didn't really plan for that, uh, but was surviving uh, pretty well. Uh, so I don't. I don't know, man. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I don't know. I would like to think that one, I would love to have the conversation. Uh, I would like to think that there's something I can do. I don't know if I would want to do it full time. Like mm. a podcast deal, I could probably do that. Why? Yeah. You can do a podcast once, twice a week, shoot. Mm. Somebody else could do the editing and all that good stuff and I can just go be my be a dad. Every day working five to nine or 10 or six to 10, I'm not really sure. And I I just feel like the environment, you know, is different. You know, a lot of these big companies scaling down Mm -hmm. a a lot, uh, a lot of DJs that they think they're listening to. They think they're at the station, that the house working, you know, (laughs) I'd like that. Now, if they told me, okay, Hatter, you could come back and do it from the crib, I'd probably be like, well... (laughs) That's something we need to talk about. And mm-hmm. I probably don't need as much as long as I'm broadcasting from the home and I can do a couple of things that y'all need me to do sometimes. Shh. But I really don't know. Like I said, I I would like to think that I would want to do it with my crew. But, man, being at TSU, man, uh, you see these young kids coming in. and <clears throat> Some of them you have a really good rapport with. I'm like, man, every time, you know, I talk to these kids, I can still – you know, because for so many years you were, I hate to say the puppet master, but you, yeah. you know how to pull stuff out of kids uh, or out of people. And that's what we do, you know, as interviewers and stuff like that. And so some of these kids, man, I was like doing some stuff with like interviewing or talking to them just to see what it would feel like if I was still doing a morning show. And some of these kids, I'm like, I could actually do a show with this kid, mm-hmm. you know, with my years of wisdom and their years of trying to get it. It could still be an interesting show, I think. So to answer your question, it took me like 20 minutes to get to I don't. I still don't know. <clears throat> I like to say that I would like to do it.
0: Um, it would depend on the circumstance, basically. Yeah, yeah I like that. It depends
1: on you, the circumstances. Man. But I like, loved the idea of podcasts, um, going to a radio station, working every day. I just feel like yeah. I'm too old for that.
3: Now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you. See, I can, st- I can tell you still got that fire. Mm-hmm. That, no, like this is cool. Know, I like yeah. this, you know. But, but it's a better way you do I feel bad you for you it. guys
1: because I'm like just running my mouth. <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> thinking about time. And see, so you guys got to figure out how can we, can we edit that part? Nah, we, we nah, that part? But he, no. But here's the thing. You know, so you don't, there's still a certain amount of stress that goes when it's yours. Mm-hmm. There's a certain amount of stress to do what you're doing. And people don't realize that. They think it's just two guys up there running their freaking mouth. But in your head, there's sometimes when I'm talking and you're already figuring out, okay, okay, how do I transition from this shit he's talking about? Cause <laughs> be I no, for no, real. I mean, but, but you're broadcasting, so I know how your mind yeah. is working. And when I can see your mind working, I'm like, oh, let me let me turn this page for him, so <laughs> so they can go to where they're trying to go. You know.
0: But that's also something that we have to train out of ourselves too, because that's kind of an old school mentality, honestly. Because mm-hmm. some of the biggest podcasts like the biggest podcast in the world, is Joe Rogan's Show. Joe Rogan's podcast is, like, three hours long. And usually it's about, like, just the most random topics you can imagine with some comedian, and they're talking about everything, you know? So it's not like, you know, kids these days will watch another guy play video games all day. This is true. That's why I told
1: you. It's a different time. It is. So we have to try to adapt.
0: I don't think the— But you can't uh,
1: put your finger on the pulse of that. Yeah, it's tough. If somebody would tell you that this guy, Rogan, who's— fighter or all the stuff that he's done mm. could have this successful podcast. You wouldn't believe it, but he's put his time in. Yeah. He's worked it. He deserves it. In my opinion, I don't know that much about his podcast. I don't watch it. You know, I'm, I'm a Joe Budden kind of, yeah, like, me too. Uh, of course. Your leisure yeah. Type kind of stuff, you know, uh, really like Joe Budden just because Joe would talk shit Yeah, and not talk shit in a hurtful way it's just like, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Deal with it or not. I kind of like that. Even when it was controversial with the guys he had on his show, yeah. he, he's still one of the most popular ones out there.
0: Entertaining, man.
1: Yeah. So, uh yeah, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> What's your, other than your podcast, which is obviously awesome, it's been on since Yeah. <laughs> uh Do you have a favorite? Do y'all have a favorite, like, that you watch and you're motivated by or you just like I like the way they kind of like doing their thing
0: I mean as far as the big ones of course I'll like there's no podcast I listen to every single week really Absolutely. yeah honestly yeah. like i I'll tune in and out but I like drink champs especially drink champs when is good drink champs is great especially when they have like these stories you've never heard before yeah the camera on the set was great like all these and what I, I, I hate, love that you know stuff. What
1: I hate about that though these guys have a tendency to share because they feel like those guys are yep. them. So mm-hmm. they're on guard. If you had that same rapper in here, he's on guard.
0: Yeah, like, it, would, it wouldn't, it wouldn't to go the same. he try to find something to go yeah. viral
1: yeah. With, with So he's, he's like this with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they don't see that with Nori. they like, oh, Nori's one of us. So they'll sit there and don't even know. they giving up. they like putting it all out there. They it's even tactical.
0: Even. That's why they drink. I think too. I think they, they're well, trying to loosen the pump. lips. Yeah. But I don't
1: even think if they, if they, and maybe they would do that to get an endorsement too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think even if Nori didn't do it that way, he still, oh, as yeah, you get, he'll still get, he knows these guys. He has a relationship with them. Even when he had like a Pat and LaBelle on there mm-hmm. or a Tank on there, I enjoy those episodes really because it's not an oxymoron, but the difference of culture. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like that. I got this hardcore rapper talking to Pat LaBelle. This should be fun. Mm-hmm. And they're still being themselves, and Pat LaBelle's being herself, or Tank is being himself. It's it's just in- interesting dynamic that they have on there. You got a favorite?
3: Yeah, uh, I like drink, drink Chance for the simple fact how the setup look because yeah, I, I just, they do not have a nice I'm a seat. big fan of the they way nice the seat. way it look. And uh, I just like the table, the round table with the drinks and all the little cool little stuff around. It's hard to have a cool set, my friend. It is very hard. <laughs> they probably have
1: the coolest set of everybody and the cool, coolest graphics.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Everybody else, some of them just got some really cool shows. But I like, what's the kids from um, 95, 95 South? No.
3: Oh yeah, I think it is 95. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 with the DC like Young Fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But I think I like cuz I I like DC Young Fly. Mm, yeah. I just think he's fu- he's funny off the cuff. Yeah. And people funny off the cuff are so dangerous cuz they could just be sitting here right now and rank on you from your top of your head to the, to your toes and you're like ah. Yeah. But he's he, I I like that kid. But there's a lot of good podcasts out there here. actually. Um and then there's, you know, the terrible ones as
0: well. Yeah. Locally, <laughs> I like uh the Scarface and Willie D podcast I like a
1: lot, Donnie. Donnie, Donnie seems, of course, he, as well. Donnie, Donnie seems, not because I was on it, and thank you, Donnie. But I, I yeah. thought it was an honor. No, good like, I think it's an honor yeah. because you guys asked me to be on it. I'm like, what, what, why do you think I have anything relevant to say I don't? But uh, I like that he's, he has a historical, Houston historical angle. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's trying to keep that history alive and mm. documented. I really yeah. really like that. I know he's working on the three uh, two, documentary which was yeah. really really great. But I like what he's doing there. Yeah, shout so out to Johnny. Don- Don- yeah, Johnny so, Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So he's doing some hot stuff.
3: Now. Yeah, it's the, I, I like the simple fact that he get a lot of people that I never even heard of. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, he this, knows the history. Yeah. So he like I'll, you, he grew yeah. up. Oh, so he mm-hmm. knows the yeah. history.
1: So you'd be like, oh, he talking to him? Yeah. Nice one. People forgot about yeah. that one yeah. right there. They forgot about him. He is a part of this. I thing.
3: tell I tell people all the time, if you want to know the history of Houston, yeah, Donnie, Donnie's gonna, go, go to he's Donnie state, Houston. And he's setting
1: <laughs> himself up to be that guy. He's setting himself up to be the historian. And I think he wants to branch out Like i seen him, he did uh, Orange Juice Jones, you know, on old school Yeah, those. yeah. But, I and I respected you. that. So he's letting people know, yeah, I can do this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to be a Houston historian uh, podcast. And yeah. I like that too, but don't put me in this box. That's all I can do. I'm going to talk to a little bit of everybody's political people and, and whatnot. So I like that, man. I like that, man. Yeah. yeah. And y'all guys, y'all, y'all have done everybody too. You've done hip hop. I, I guess you try to stay hip hop, but sometimes yeah. it's hard. Cause yeah, sometimes yeah. it's hard
3: though. Honestly, we talk about 200 everything. Episodes. Yeah, 200 we talk, episodes. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, we've had, we're sports. We've had athlete Aaron we, Foster on. We've had uh, other Texans Foster? play. Was he was great of course that was probably yeah.
3: one of our biggest interviews oh definitely because it uh it actually went viral because oh, this Foster's. was it, yeah big. so it went viral because wasn't why he was
1: still playing or after no
3: this was after this was in 2020 oh, wow. early 2021 oh, okay, i want to okay, say okay, okay yeah this was yeah 20, yeah yeah, yeah. it was chain, right it was right chain, after
0: deshaun watson said he wanted to be traded
3: yeah. Oof. So so this did. was. Did he, talk, did he talk about that? He did. Yeah. This that. That's yeah. how it went. It was yeah. on the news. This because was of that. Yeah. <laughs> this was pre. Yeah. This was pre. Um. Allegations for him. Oh wow. So um. He was pretty much saying Texas need to bend to his will, and you know give him what he wants. See what he wants. Talk to him. Is that a mistake that they let him go? Uh, I think, I think stuff kind of got too far. I think it was. Too far to mend it, man. <laughs> yeah, because so you got to let him go
1: because it's just yeah, too much. Because
3: even outside of the allegations, man, you didn't he, think he was set up or nothing like that? Eh, uh, see,
1: because he wasn't doing stuff that them boys wanted.
0: When, when it was the first ones that came out, I was like, wow, this is very co- coincidental. It, 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 just you know because black people are conspiracy theorists naturally <laughs> because are no no, no but because the thing is we're like we have one or two conspiracies we out there no, but, what i'm saying like, we is that the white we're justified is... because they actually have enacted conspiracies against us mm. so we're i understand white
3: man what we always think the white man, <laughs> the we, white man w- trying to get at there. we heard pro was true man put our foot down and next thing you know all this stuff start happening yeah
0: like it's actually historically proven <laughs> <I think. laughs> that all these stuff has happened to us before, so I understand it, but it got to a point where it's like, okay, they're all saying the same type of behavior happened, mm. and it's it's so many I bad for them yeah, all and then one it of the girls for everybody. It, it really was man, so I mostly,
1: like I, mostly for the women, um and I don't know who you know I, with those it's so touchy. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you don't want to make a mention of it, but uh, yeah, you just hope everybody involved are uh, whatever happened.
0: <laughs> just hope you can move on yeah. with your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's you really go. all you, you can go. do.
1: Yeah. I haven't but. been watching ball. How how has he been performing?
3: So his first game is this Sunday against oh, is? Oh, okay. against the Houston Texans. Oh, at, in our and Houston
0: here. Oh, his, yes.
3: this, they did this for the drama. Of course, of course. This is, see, that's so, politics. So see this Come was on. so this was the catch. Oh goodness. So um Jeez. So they've been trying to figure out how many games he was gonna get and the original amount of games he got was six games. Mm-hmm. So the NFL had the right to appeal it mm-hmm. and make it more games. They made it eleven games, and so after his eleven game suspension, the next game would be against the Houston. Oh, they did that on purpose. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't uh, know that to be the case.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Roger Goodell, we did not uh, actually claim that. That was Mad Hatter over here. So,
1: (laughs) do
3: not (laughs) sue us. (laughs) No, this is the crazy part. I don't even know if you heard about this. So the um, the lawyer that was representing all the women, Mm -hmm. um, he actually bought a suite. At NRG for the game, and he invited ten of the uh, accusers to be there to watch the Why game. Why would
1: they want to be at that game? I, don't
3: that, know. I think that was the question that's everybody tacky. was asking. Mm-hmm.
1: What's old boy? Now? I know, um, old buddy. I can't think of his name right now. It's not Rusty.
3: Uh, Tony Busby. Oh, Tony Busby. T- Tony yeah. Busby. <laughs> that's
1: something that Tony would probably.
3: Do. <laughs> it, it is. It, that's the funny part about it. <laughs> that's so, probably that was it, a bit man. of a head scratch. Mr. So, Busby. That's
1: probably in bad taste. Those ladies. have – Bad things happen to them. They don't want to go to the but maybe he's trying to intimidate them or be bad luck for him when he plays. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about that one. I don't think I. I, don't...
3: I, I th- See, that's right up Tony Busby's playbook because I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's all about the headlines. Well, that definitely and this get has got you. the this yeah. got the headlines. Well, I that
1: gave y'all something to talk about.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we. T- I'm, I'm sick of talking about Deshaun, man. To be honest, we've been talking about it for two years. Yeah, yeah straight. Yeah. Well, straight, yeah. Y'all so. might
1: be talking about him some more after this game if he we whip would. up on the Texans.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. It's yeah. likely. How would y'all we'll feel if
1: he went out there and he just blew the Texans out? Uh,
3: honestly, I think the way this season has gone, because right now they're currently 1-9-1. and one. So the season's been really bad the last two games. So yeah, your were, expectation is. So I think a lot of people are out. I think people don't even care at this point. So nobody probably be watching this game. What's your your prediction for the game? What's
1: the score? uh, Are we dating this? Because I don't know when you guys are going to
3: play We're Ah. going to release it before the
0: game.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Wait,
0: is Kyle Allen still starting? Yeah. Okay, it's going to be bad. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say, like...
1: (laughs) How do you guys do that? Do you all ever feel bad for... I never was really good at that. Just, you know, being disparaging to another human being. And you guys got to do that in sports. Are, are, is, eh. it, is, is, it, is it is it easier for you?
0: I mean, me as far as me and Figgy. Because how me, do you
1: tell somebody who's playing in the NFL? Obviously, he had to be great somewhere. That he's not great.
0: I feel well. It's, me and Figgy don't really do that. I, I always thought that was kind of corny to to a, to say somebody's trash. You know, I was never into that. I never liked saying you could say he he's playing he, horribly. Okay. Yeah. But to say somebody is trash because they had a bad game, like yeah. there's certain ways that I just don't feel comfortable talking about another person, especially if there's another a, black a grown, person. A grown man. You know, a grown man. Yeah. These, these, these dudes are kids. Like, they're like 22, 23 years old. Yeah. I'm not going to say that dude is trash, man. But, I mean.
1: But what if he is? <laughs> according to NFL standards. because eh. <laughs>
0: I mean, the, the, the funny thing is, this is what the whole Kwame Brown debate, you remember, did you see that whole thing that happened Mm-mm. with Kwame Brown, who uh, was an NBA player who played like, what, 15 years ago for the Lakers? Mm-hmm. He got traded. They brought in Paul Gasol to the Lakers, mm-hmm. and the Lakers won championships with Kobe Bryant. And uh, Stephen A. Smith was a guy who went hardest on Kwame Brown. He was like I this man. He he's went on a the whole rant talking about he's a scrub. He can't play the game of basketball. Then Kwame Brown comes out like a year or two ago, and he finally addresses Stephen A. Smith, and he basically says, you know, how, how you know, I was 18 years old. How can you go on TV, you know, with my parents and my family listening, and say I'm trash, mm-hmm. you know? And that brought a human element. Like we're talking about people here, man. That's right. So yeah. you can say they're they're playing poorly. But I think the, the discourse goes too far sometimes. Mm-hmm. You forget these are kids, basically. Yeah. Especially in the NBA, 18, 19 years old. Absolutely. You got a family. So it, it, it's just a slippery slope. You know, sometimes you just don't want to go too far with it. Yeah,
1: I hear some guys, they say some terrible things.
0: It, it gets ugly. Oh, yeah. It gets it's ugly. Terrible
1: things. And sometimes I I take it personal for the players. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I get it. He's not good, but come on, man. He he got to the NFL, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people get there.
3: I, I feel like you could say this person isn't really good or not performing good, but when you start saying he suck, he's trash, and all this other stuff, that's a little harsh. Mm-hmm. Especially coming from – And it's funny because it's like I don't, I don't like to be the person to say, oh, you ain't even playing the NFL. Yeah, but it's true. But no, damn. but that's what I was getting ready to say. Like, dog, this you're guy a nerdy ass. You're a nerdy old – as white man sitting here saying this dude suck. It's yeah. like, no, you never played before. Mm-hmm. But so how are you going to sit here telling me I should have made this block or I should have made this catch mm-hmm. I suck? Mm-hmm. Like, let's see you get out there. I hate mm-hmm. doing that, but
1: Well, damn. Yeah, that raises the point, though, that we need to see more people who look like you guys actually talking about those games. And yeah. it's always good to me to have at least one person in the room that participated.
3: Oh yeah, Yeah, I agree.
1: You were out there. You played the game. You know what's going on. You knew it was going on. You can speak on it from a very informed place. Not some guy who's just a huge fan who went to broadcast school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I get it though. Don't I'm not knocking that guy too because he put in his time and he probably really knows the game. And you know, just like in radio, we met. I, I had some program directors. They probably would suck on the air. Yeah, but they can tell you how to go out and be great and how to, you know, be a better jock. And, I, and I, I've had that. So, mm-hmm. so you know, could that be the case where somebody could give that opinion because they studied the game? Maybe, but maybe watch the way we're talking about some of these young guys. Because like you said, especially when it's like football or something like, well, all of them, you know, all these guys are young because they get booted up, you know, by the time. And then they don't – then – what I really hate the most about all these games is when these guys get out and there's no protection for them. Particularly in football, it seems like a lot of these guys they get out the game and 30 years old and no dough. Yep. And where where do they go? You know, they spent their whole life from here learning this game.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Just to be out at the age of 28.
1: Yeah, and then like and life like, really just look. life yeah. is just really kicking in. At yep. 28. Yeah. Yours is done, bro. Yep. Yeah. That we and They got to, to me, do better. And I think a lot of these owners, they live off the backs of these young black players who have given them the riches that they have. Mm. And then for them to not get compensated later on, it just seems...
3: Anyway, yeah.
1: I know we probably veered off, but yeah, no, oh, no, no, no it's it good. And,
3: and it makes sense because <coughs> you Excuse talked me. about how you know once you left your job, you kind of had to figure this thing out. Like, yeah, I'm still figuring it out, yeah. I want you guys,
1: I'm a broke DJ trying to make <laughs> a thing, yeah. And it's tough because we'll work for food, baby,
3: yeah. No. It's tough too because, like, a job like you, you can't just put that on the resume and just no. apply somewhere. Uh, we got unique positions. Yeah. yeah and so really I can't is. imagine a football player trying t- to get into a corporate job. Oh, exactly, it, man. Are you going to exactly, put, I was an NFL running back foot,
1: <laughs> And a lot of, don't years. get me wrong, a lot of, you know, a lot of these guys, they went to good schools. Uh, hopefully they, hope they, they got,
3: graduated, got you, a degree yeah, or something. You,
1: you hope that they went to school and got something that they really love and not some BS degree because they were just trying to take some classes to get to the NFL, you know. uh, That's what you hope. But, you know, some of those – and here I am being a jock again. (laughs) But I got to ask, because you guys, sports is what you know. What do you think about these players now that they can be endorsed when they're in college and stuff like that? The
3: NILs? I think it's good, man. I I don't think it's really changed anything.
0: Like, they were getting paid anyway. (laughs) It was just (laughs) – <laughs> like teens, what was it's getting? True.
3: I think they was getting paid uh, regardless. But now you can see somebody like a Bryce Young in a, a Pepsi commercial or something. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. They don't have to feel like they're doing something illegal. Uh, some of these kids,
1: let's be honest, probably won't have a life after college ball. Yeah. yeah. If they hopefully if they got their parents or some good manager or something. Uh, These guys make enough money that they can sock it away uh, and maybe went to school and got a really good, you know, degree and they can do something with that. But even if not, they've taken this money, maybe bought a couple of homes or invested it into some good stuff where they got some residuals coming. Um, So I'm all for it. I'm all about the above board. Now, it's going to still always be unfair, right, because there's going to be some guys, they're going to get all the money. Mm -hmm. Mm There's going to be that one guy, he might not get nothing at all. Oh, yeah. but that's life. Yeah. You you, you work, you, you become better, you try harder, and hopefully you can be the guy that gets all the dough. But I, yeah. I I like the idea of that. I think they should be getting something. A lot of those colleges do.
3: Yeah. And they a lot make of these, a lot, they make, make a lot of money off of these. I want to see them going
1: to more black schools.
3: That's yeah. what I
1: would really love to see. That would be Amazing to see. I love everything that Dion's saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was about to say probably, oh, he, he's probably he's, gonna leave, but he helping. Yeah, I think so. Why? Yeah,
1: I mean, I hope we don't go. Come, to... Where'd that come from? Y'all must. When, when so y'all the big guys know stuff. I mean,
0: it, because it's the same thing as we were just talking about independent and major label. You wow. know, the HBCU is is, is independent, you know. <laughs> I mean, it wow, is. Wow, that's an
1: interesting way to look at it. Gee when, when they
0: knock on your door and wow. say we got these millions for you if you come over but here. But
1: Deion has millions.
0: But he could always have more. you, See, right. A, you <laughs> right. You're right. you right. That's yeah, the way I because feel. I, yeah. Because
3: he did confirm that Colorado gave him an offer. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to go to Colorado, but in Florida State, if somebody like that. Oh, yeah, he'd probably go. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Right. and they give them a huge message. I never man. even
1: took the time to think about that. Man, you blow my heart, man. <laughs> that sucks. I never yeah. thought about that. Yeah, you're right. It's true. They'll just take them away, I'll... and that's what they always do. They take us away. Like we'll just give you this money.
0: That's I mean, all. That's all it takes, man. All that's all it takes. Take. Yeah. There's integrity. But you got to
1: think about your. Do you not think about yourself? Yeah, I mean, or, to... or do or do you sacrifice yourself for the for the greater? For the cause, so to speak.
0: I mean, it come. I mean, you 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 mentioned this as well. That's that's a slippery slope, man. It because is. you mentioned that you did that, and then it wasn't reciprocated. Mm. I mean, the same thing that happened to Dion too. You know, he says, "No, I'm staying here," and then they don't treat him like they sh- he feels they should treat him. Yeah. He's like, "I could have made." Tens of millions if I just went to yeah. Florida State or whatever. But I stayed here for y'all, and y'all treat me like this. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's a, it just depends on what's best for a situation, honestly, man. Yeah, yeah. If he can afford it and he can just say, I don't need the money, I just want to coach these kids, that would be great. I don't think that but, he needed
1: the money when he went to this school. I think that nah. he just wanted to do something dope yeah. and turn some, some young folks around. And uh, I think he's actually doing that.
3: He's, I think, I he actually he, changed that uh, whole city, the city think, of Jackson, I, I Mississippi. Think, I think
1: he is, and he's he pissed off a couple of people doing it too. No. Yep. Few. And I don't have a problem with the people that he pissed off.
3: You ain't you know swag.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to ask you about some current events, man. Some things that have happened around the city that we haven't heard your your thoughts on. Um, have you ever met the Migos? Like the Migos, as in the takeoff. Yeah, takeoff. Off no, state, I have, man,
1: but uh, man, truth, truth. I always thought I loved that guy's voice. Mm-hmm. I love the, and I always thought he was the most slept on one in the group. That's my oh, personal yeah, opinion. Definitely. Yeah. The other ones were more flamboyant, and you know, ones dating Cardi and all that. But I always thought, I always thought he was the the backbone of the sound. Yeah. of that group. This is just my opinion, so please don't. Please, don't no, I think me. a lot
3: of the people had the same opinion. Yo, yeah, I just definitely. thought he was really
1: the backbone and sound of that group. The other ones, they like were the spices and you know, like the little the cream on the cake. Yeah, but he was the backbone of it, and yeah. uh, just that situation to to be an innocent bystander. Sometimes this is where rap hurts you. Yeah, because I don't know how in hip hop, and I hate the sound like those other people who point at, like, look at them, because this doesn't happen in country music, but it doesn't. This doesn't happen in rock music. And they might have drugs and all this stuff. But, man, us murdering each other and our and who's at fault here? And then there's so many fingers that you want to point at. Uh, this is a devastating game. Uh, I, 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 I feel bad for the hip-hop community. I really feel bad for his family it is really unfortunate i hate that it happened in houston um i hate all of it you know yeah. uh the guy was only 28 i heard he didn't have a will There's just mm-hmm. so many things about this that just made me go yeah. we got to get better at all these things um there has to be a, to resolve your issue it can't be that i shoot somebody yeah and i and let me be Frank, I don't know what happened. I don't know the full story. I wasn't there. I didn't watch. I get tired of watching clips of us killing each other. Yeah. So I did not really take a look at it. I didn't want to see it because social media, (laughs) we see so much death. We already see so much death and destruction with movies and TV shows. And we also see a lot of destruction on social media Regularly, that's real. Like yeah. if something happens to somebody, we see the video. Somebody jumped off the building; we can see it on Instagram. If somebody got shot here, you know, the kid that went and murdered all the folks in Buffalo, he did it live. You know, we we actually watch this stuff, and I just don't choose to participate in the liking that or helping that feed to populate to more people. Uh, but takeoff was devastating because um, he's a young. Man, he's a. He, to me, he's a, he's he's twenty eight. Man, you 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 just starting to figure out what this thing called life is. It's starting to just come into fine tune. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So it's just tragic. It's tragic, and I heard that. Uh, and I, I feel bad for uh, the ones Cardi's husband was Offset. Oh, yeah. Offset. Yeah. I heard he's super devastated because yeah. there was some lingering issues going on. He is He will. He's going to be in a bad place for a while. And I even heard Cardi, you know, she probably didn't mean to, but saying like, yo, he, I, he's in a place that I can't pull him out of. And I hope she does or he gets some help. But, you know, when you've beefed with somebody that's family, Kim, brother, and they gone, because you think that one day we'll work it out. In the back of your head, no matter how mad you are at yeah. this family, you think y'all gonna work it out at some point? Even oh, mm-hmm. uh, when we get forty, we'll be cool. Of course. You think you yeah. got time? You did. You didn't know that you were on a timetable already. So that it's just devastating. I'm, that's that's the only thing I say. It's devastating. It sucks. Um, and anytime, and you know we've had a lot of. Our, a lot of fallen soldiers in our city, man. Yeah, it's de- it's crazy devastating. Man. Which
0: one? Because you've been through it all in Houston, <laughs> so man. You've been like it all. honestly, you have. Like <laughs> which one hits you the hardest in terms? Like we've had so many. We've had a uh, Hawk, Fat Pat, of course, Pimp C. You know, Big Mellow. So many. Who we've lost? Um, which one really, really stung? I don't me the want most? to say like
1: one impact. I'm not. Me I'm not saying the other, like the rest like
0: didn't radio. matter, but uh, like which one really hurt you the most? I was most?
1: close to Big Mello. I was very close to Big Mello, and Big Mello was one of the first rappers in the city to to embrace me as a human being, not as the DJ Mad Hatter that worked yeah. at the radio station. I mean, he looked at me like he made me feel like a human being. I don't know really. I'm saying that word and no one under everybody else treated me like Hatter the DJ that can probably probably play my record and no disrespect to mm-hmm. any of those people Mellow treated me like a, he's my friend and so that uh original E uh another one of our fallen soldiers uh, uh all of them hurt man none of them none of them you know pimp C yeah you know because I know you know his wife uh and, man, Pimp would call us and say some of the most outlandish <laughs> things that we never – because I always felt like my job was to protect until some really bad stuff happened with a rapper in the city. So we never would air some of the stuff that Pimp would say. But Pimp would call us early in the morning and go and – we would, like, just go on Automation. And let and just sit there, <laughs> for let him, him rant and, and, and let him just talk. So it's to like other.
3: a Ray J Breakfast Club type man, of situation. But we
1: never aired none of this stuff. I might have maybe one or two of the calls saved somewhere. Hey, because, hey, now. But I would never release it. Yeah, anymore. I'm of just course. not going to do that. <laughs> but and not that he was saying anything bad. Pimp would just he's pimp C mm-hmm, and pimp yeah. is just pimp. And he would just say sort of <laughs> he, he just make you laugh, man. And then he always. I love y'all, man. And just hang up. <laughs> I just look at everybody. All right, y'all, well, let's get to work. <laughs> and we'll just go from there. But it's Pimp C, so everything paused. Uh, it was, and, you know, a, a, there's, there's no such thing as a good death, right? All these guys were so young. Yeah. They still had so much life. They still had so many cool things that they could have done. They all were tragedies. They all were tra- tragic. A lot of people hurt behind all these people. Three, two, big, mo- mm-hmm. it's just too many to name. And I'm happy that they left a the mark on the city. I'm still unhappy about the fact that they didn't get the opportunity to see what they are. You know, like, screw. He saw some of it, but the impact of what he does. You know, you got... R and B pop stars who screw down songs in the middle. Yeah, there's one place where they got that from, mm. and you know this 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 human being doesn't get the opportunity to see the impact. In city pride, you know you can be in New York and you might see somebody wearing a shirt that says "screw down," yep. and you immediately know that you have a friend. Y'all look at each other, Houston. You know it, baby. Southside for real. Okay, I got you. <laughs> like you're in the middle of Manhattan. You know what I'm saying. So this guy helped to 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 give this city a certain sense of you know pride. You know it's 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 just devastating. All of them, like I said, there's no such thing as a good one or a better one. They all were impactful. They all hurt. It all left people devastated. It left many holes in this city. And I think they all had things that they still had to give. To not just the city, but to their families and friends and stuff like that. So yeah. it was just they're all been they've all been devastated. I stopped going to the funerals after a while. I just it was just
0: it's tough, man. You
1: know, but I will say that one or two of them, there were some people that I would see there, and we did. You know, we were you know people that you might not have connected with for various yeah. reasons. You would see in there, and you hate that to be the reason. Why of course. You connect. But you know, sometimes, unfortunately, bad things make people say, "You know what? Maybe I'm tripping. Yeah. Maybe you were tripping. Maybe I'm glad we had an opportunity to talk." That's what some of them. I would not do that with everyone. No, but I feel you. <laughs>
0: I mean, now you say that. Um, like, I'm not going to ask you to go over the whole thing with Trey. I know you talked about that in extent, uh, pretty extensively on the Donnie Houston podcast. I did um so y'all could go check that um, <laughs> so <you're on>. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean I'm not gonna have you repeat the whole story because we are we've already heard it now but um I was wondering how you felt I mean I know you close you were cool with zero and I know you were aware of that situation that happened a lot of people felt a certain way when certain videos came out how it portrayed versus what was said at first um now, I know you've gone past that. That was years ago. You've moved on with your life. But how did you feel seeing that? Did you kind of feel in a way that this is what I was talking about, y'all? Or, like, did you no, feel I anything think that, like
1: I, that? Here, Here's the thing. When it comes to any artist in this city, I expect for them to take the side of the artist because they. I, I get looked at as corporate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm the I'm, – I stand for everything that you know. In, in some situations, you just need somebody to hate, and it, I'm just the easiest person to hate. I'm not from Houston, so I'm an outsider. I work for you, the radio corporate. guy. Yeah, I'm a a G, a DJ. I'm not from the south side or the north side, although I represent most cities to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it, it's easy, and you know, I could sit there and tell you exactly what happened. And the truth of the matter is, you still wouldn't give a shit anyway. Yeah it wouldn't change your opinion. You know, there'd be people, well, this person did more for the community than this person. Well, I don't, I don't I don't have to go promote what I do. I just do it because you know, I do it. So you're not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, win some popularity thing on it. I think I think the situation that occurred with us was really sad uh on so many levels. Um it was it was acts to be stopped for uh for, for several years, and it never did. It started being used as a promotional tool. Um, and I am always feel that way. But like I said, I, I don't think, I'm not here to make somebody see my point of view. Yeah. At this point, I'm way beyond it and don't care. If you take your side and run with it, I'm not trying to earn a point. I don't get anything you know, from, from this. For me, it was a black eye for all involved, the city, the other artists that had nothing to do with it because no one wanted to participate. Uh, Zero took a stand because he knows some things that other people didn't know. Uh, and you know he got probably ridiculed from some of his insiders. Uh, I always respected that, I always will. And I also, the people that didn't want to get involved, I, I heard something Mandela once said, and you probably heard this before, when he got out, there was some reporter that was in the audience and asked him some question like, Well, you're doing you you're working with Gaddafi and this person, this person, this person, and and, and I'm paraphrasing, but Mandela says something the, the enemy of my what do he say? The enemy of my friend, the enemy The enemy, enemy my, of my en-
0: enemy is my friend, enemy maybe
1: something. Of like my that. Enemy, the enemy of my enemy don't make it my enemy. Fair enough. So and I, I had to look at that situation like that. Just because I might have felt wronged in a situation, that person didn't wrong them. So I have to understand and respect their opinion. And, and I did. You know, Some people just don't want to be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't, I ain't touching that. I don't want to be part of it. I don't want nobody to hate me. And like I said, I'm the easiest person to hate in that situation. And you just have to become okay with that. Um, I'm never going to try to mend it though. I'm just, I'm always clear. I was clear with the individual that dealt with that situation. That person knows why they can promote it any way they want to. And I'm totally fine with it. When I saw what happened, uh, to zero, my only, uh, my only thing I did was I hit him cause I know zero. Yeah. And I think the city knows zero. Of course. And you're grown. And what I didn't want him to feel like he had to do was go. And I need to go get some get back. I think that he's in a beautiful place in life. Mm -hmm. You know, where he was, was a bad place years ago. And through your, uh, uh, your, your love of music that you were able to share with other people, it's giving you a lifestyle that, It's just incredible to me. I've been to his house and hung with people close to him. And I'm like, look at this, man. I I remember where this guy was at. I mean, there was a time where, trust me, I know Zero had choice words for me too. Uh, Even did songs with me when he was a youngster. Hmm. Uh, So I'm used to that. Uh, But to have seen him grow into the human being he is, I didn't want him to think that it's time to retaliate and start doing stuff. Because life has a way to get those that do bad deeds in my opinion so my only thing I did is say one are you all right and just because something bad happens to you don't mean you return it because there's a higher power that got you in a place that is really really great and when you start doing things because somebody did something to you it starts it can turn into something else and I said, there's a lot of people who love what you do and what you've done for the city. And mostly just to see you turn around as a human being and a yeah. man, if you know what zero once was, just <laughs> to see him be a responsible, cool adult is kind of cool. Be that person, you know. And, and so that's, that's all I said. I didn't, We didn't, we didn't, we, we, this was one of the rare times we didn't both get into a whole bunch of conversation or anything. He just, I just hit him, you good? You know he 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 said it how he said it. Mm-hmm. I said, but you'll be good. You'll be good, and and I think he I think he's okay, man. I think he's okay, and he he got some pretty decent people around him. Yeah. Um, now, and um, it's 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 it was an unfortunate all of it, everything that happened from what happened with us and anything bad that happened to in this city. It's it's terribly unfortunate. Um. And I think if everybody could go back, there's things that could have been done or conversations that could have been had. And, you know, I think there's those that think they had conversations that should have changed things, but it didn't. So they are what they are. But uh, uh, I, I just don't want to see somebody that I love and respect to feel like, oh, I got to go do this now because I might feel like my, you know, we have this thing. Yeah, with, with you go, brothers. man. You yeah, go. our manhood is in mm-hmm. state. Like, nah, it's not that kind of situation, and, and and I'm really happy that people got the opportunity to see the flip side of the story that was being told. Yeah, you know, I wish that there was video for the flip side of my story, mm. of, of of some stuff that we went through. But again, you know, uh, I'm older, and I, at this point, I have nothing to prove. If 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 you love me, you love me. If you hate me, you hate me. There's nothing I can do about it. I got this beautiful baby, that mm. is the the and the apple of, you know. My eye, and I got got a good family, and my kids love me, man. My girl, I'm just really blessed, man. So, I can't, you know, even after walking away from radio, which people like it. it, I hate when the part that hurts the most is when you people want something bad to happen to you. And so, I saw people like, ah, he got fired, like, like, hooray! Mm -hmm. I'm like, so you're gonna bask in some other man's downfall. And even with all the hateful stuff that has happened to me with other people, I don't, I want them to be okay. Yeah. Cause the more yeah. okay they are, the more I got to connect with them. <laughs> so it's <laughs> just, it's amazing to me that people dance on, on, on what they think is bad and you want to get out there and scream like uh player. I ain't get fired. I was really mm. good. <laughs> in fact, I was at home for four months after I left, because that's what I wanted to do. And I had to call him and say, hey, bro, nah, just you got to move on. So, you know, it's just, it's just amazing, that kind of thought process. But, again, the bottom line is there's not going to be anything. I'm not going to be in a position ever to want to sway anybody's opinion, make them believe. Um, although I think it's interesting how people, social media is amazing of what you can promote as you and everybody believes it. Yes. There's, there's no, and we see it so often Mm -hmm. now and there's, and what becomes the truth is what you promote the most. Mm -hmm. So if I promote my truth more than you ever promote yours and I don't see you on social media and I don't see you doing this and, and I get the story that you're the bad guy, you must be the bad guy until something happens And you get to see who the bad guy really is. Then you got to question everything that you believe. But if you don't want to, don't do it on my behalf. Manhattan's good. (laughs) God has been very gracious with me. The artists that I had on my label have been very good to me. My family's good to me. I got these guys asking me to be on a podcast. And (laughs) here I am, some outsider in the city of H-Town that had a 30-year career.
0: You still call yourself an outsider, man. You've been here for
1: what? Thirty years now, 20, I still 25. Feel, You know, I still feel like an outsider. Really, I do. But I love this city. I know I'm of it. Like when people, it's funny when you hear people like you, mm-hmm. yourself, giving me props. Uh, you're you're an integral part of this hip hop scene, and I always stop people. And back in the days, uh, people started always wanting me to talk about Screw, and I got to the mm-hmm. place where I would not talk about Screw because it would be so much. There would be man. I've seen so many people say so many venomous things about me. I was <laughs> like, "Oh, he didn't let Screw be at the radio station." Yeah. I'm like, uh, "Y'all know I don't run. I didn't <laughs> run the radio station. I was just a DJ." But <laughs> tell your story, I guess, and somebody will believe you. Uh, somebody. is uh, just. It's really just. It's just really crazy, and like I said before, the, the bottom line is you just got to be okay with knowing that everyone is not going to like you which is hard in our business and as yeah. a human being because everyone wants to be liked and everybody. But it
0: feels like you think like. a lot of people hate you. Like I a probably lot of do. Well,
1: I'm <laughs> kind of manic depressive. So negative things, and I'm still that way. I still have mm-hmm. to work. I have to work on, you know, I try to live in love, uh, especially these days, because I do say a lot of apologies to people because when I was in radio, man, I was so focused that I really couldn't hate you because I was just so focused on I got to make this money and I got to have enough to make sure I take care of my kids and I got to make sure I got enough to take care of my mom and I got to make this money, I got to make this money, I got to be number one, I got to make this money, I got to be number one. And I missed so many people. I mean, literally, I missed, there were people that I was working with down that, down, you know, where I was. For 20 years, I didn't know their names. Mm. Mm. Because I didn't have to have lunch with him i never I never slowed down to talk to people because I was super focused and and you just you I missed a lot of life and and what I try to do now, especially now having this kid, is I'm gonna s- smell every moment, absorb every moment, be aware every moment and and even with people. And, you know, I'm always honored, like, when you guys ask me to be a part of, like, man, I don't really know what, like, I, I hit, I hit, <laughs> uh, and I told him, uh, hey, man, I don't really, I ain't really been keeping up with sports, bro. I don't know, but the podcast, so I appreciate the offer. He's like, oh, no, 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 wait a minute. But I appreciate it, man. And even with Donnie, man, and I know he wanted to ask questions about what had happened, but, you know, these guys, y'all going into detail, like, you know, I got two favorite songs of yours. You hear this, and you be like me.
3: <laughs> no, no. And you happy to mm-hmm. hear?
1: It, but it just uh, there, there might be some negative thing in there, and that's, that's mm-hmm. something I, I still to this day you just got to work on, man. Like I said, I think you you believe so much of the negative, and you try to you try to put out so much love. You know, even still to this day, you know, you know you'll end up in some of those comments under Donny's thing, and somebody was like, um, what did, what did the person say? Yeah, I heard he was doing some stuff to some rappers back then. Like what? (laughs) I didn't play their record. (laughs) Is that what you want? I didn't play their record. I did them wrong. There's one thing, and this is the truth. Rappers that dealt with me will tell you, they all got money. Mm -hmm. They can't never say I took anything from them. I never tried to stop anybody. And you could say it a million times to, you know, my face is bluer than my dark skin blue that it is now. And there's still going to be some people that are not going to hear you. And you just have to be comfortable. And knowing that everyone is not going to feel you, they're not going to believe you, they're going to think that you're a liar, and then you have to, and you want to sit there like, but what would that prove if I lied? Or what? There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. So. Yeah. But
0: I, I feel like you always circle back to that though, that, that nobody's going like, I, like I said, I think you think you're more hated than you are though. I, I don't, yeah,
1: I, I, I'm, yeah, I, you're, you're like I, I have no problem with going to therapy right now. Mm. Talking to him, this is therapy right now. Yeah, it's gotta um, be. It's gotta and, be. And, I, and I can honestly say you're probably right. And I think that was my driving force. That's probably why I lasted so long in the yeah. city. To be honest with you, because you know you can go back to my albums and this. Can I get a little love? Mm. Say what you want to say. They were all other than down south and after the club. They all dealt with, you know, some need for love.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't even think about it like that.
1: Yeah, I can self, I can, you know, psychoanalyze myself. <laughs> they, but they were. Yeah. Say what you want to say. You're not going to hurt me. I'm going to still keep grinding, and I'm going to still make it. <laughs> can I get a little love? You're, you're, you're begging these people to, to give you an opportunity, to give you a break. And, you know, when you see stuff like, man, how can you attack me? You don't know me. Mm-hmm. You know one side of the story, and that's your truth. Or you know this one thing, or you heard me on the radio. Uh, it's... You know, and even before that, you know, it could be something that they heard on the radio. Or man, y'all corny, and you're like, I- I'm okay with that. I, I don't yeah. mind being corny sometimes. I, I think it's all. I want to be all things. I want to give you a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I can be serious. I can be the cool DJ, but I want to be a human being. And again, you know, so you, yeah, you, you might be absolutely right. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> uh, those are my issues. I gotta I get feel there. you. And you know, you wake up in, like I said, you wake up in the morning. And you try again, and and for me at this point is to, to 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 hear a little bit more. And I still try to lead in love. Like so many people don't know, I see this human being. I can't say anything because I made it clear why I stand in one hundred percent why, and I will never tell the full story because it's none of your damn business. I mean, it's as crazy as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let you believe the negative story because. For me, the bigger picture is is that you have this idea of what your city is as it relates to these, these rappers in the city. Yeah. And for me, that's way more important than a DJ's role in what you think about what he did or what he said. You know what I'm saying? And so if that person goes down as your favorite hero of all time, I'm really fine with that.
0: But I it's am. also the fact that they can't, like... Anybody, and this is the thing we learned in radio too, mm-hmm. you know, people will, will trash you anonymously. You know, me and Figgy have gotten it. But when you got, <laughs> when you actually engage with these people, their energy changes, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, oh, yeah abs-
1: I've seen that. I've seen yeah. that. It's definitely
0: a- not just like they have an opinion, but once they see, oh, you're just a regular guy. Because whenever they hear your voice on a the radio, they see you with the big audience. They're like, oh, he he he's like the king over here so we, so we they can treat you different exactly
1: so and you're absolutely right about that and you <laughs> you can visibly see it
2: yeah
0: mm-hmm. you can
1: visibly see it. You, i've seen people who look one particular way because they think you're going to be a particular way mm-hmm. and they walk up to you and then back in the days i was kind of big too i was 245 mm-hmm. and me and mac in the gym all the time so mm-hmm. you get a different kind of energy yeah when you're a big dude yeah but uh you're, you're 100% right. I agree with you 1,000%. You do uh, – I don't want to call people trolls. They are. Everybody, yeah. but everyone has an opinion. And social media has made it where everyone can have an opinion. And the scary thing about it, though, is, and, and me out of it, when you see how it can affect younger people, yeah. Like there there have been kids because of things that have happened with social media cuz people can be so ugly and say so many hateful things that people have hurt themselves because they can't see themselves out of it. So you know, you have to be careful going down that 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 deep hole of hatred too. You know, you, you got to remember and, and like I said before when you're kinda you kind of manic depressive, you got to you got to you got to figure out things you can do to jar yourself back into play and so over time you learn how to do that but but, you know i'm a human being it it hurts because you want to sit there and yell like hey you got the story wrong but Mm -hmm. again if you if i went to the top of the mountain i screamed it word for word it was transcribed a movie was made out of it Mm. at the end of the movie they would still say (laughs) man they lied
0: sometimes that's true Sometimes, I mean, hey, a lot might, of times that's true, but.
1: Uh, Osteen, sometimes, some people will hate you. What, what, some people will love you. 25% of the people love you, will always love you. They love you to death. 50% when you're moving up the quarter. Uh, they love you, but this quarter right here, they can be made to hate you, mm-hmm. right? The three quarters, 75% or we call it the three quarters, they hate you. But they can be made to love you. A quarter of them hate you. In life, all you can do is worry about the quarter. The ones that love you and super serve them. And if somebody comes around and loves you later, cool. If somebody falls out of love, that's cool. But worry about the quarter. Yeah. And as much as you hear that, it, and it, hey, listen, it's still gonna, it's still gonna burn you. Yeah, somebody gonna have something to say about what you was wearing, your shoes, your hair. Somebody gonna have something. I to get say. it all the
3: time, man. And
1: and but you know what? It makes you feel good. You mm-hmm. feel good about you. And there's somebody out there, your girl, your mama, your family, your friends, coworkers, somebody that loves the shit out of you. Yeah. And you got to focus in and tap in to them. Yeah. You can't worry about those words because it's some, a miscellaneous person doing this that you'll never bump into. Yeah. You'll never see. They ain't going to ever support you in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. So, all you can do is super serve those that do love you and yeah. try to remember them. And I got lucky because I forgot about them, you know, because I was so over and done at just seeing the hate right mm-hmm. here. Uh, but I got lucky because. At least I was trying to super serve that one need that I oh, had, yeah. and that yeah. was to give what I didn't, what I wish somebody was giving me when I was younger, or what I heard on the radio when I was younger that I was, I wish that somebody, that I want to pass on to somebody else. And so yeah. at the end of the day, that's all you can do. But I, I have no ill to pass on to anybody. Like I, I I try to operate in 100% love, and I don't want no drama, and I ain't bringing none. So yeah. that's
2: where I'm at.
0: Yeah, where we all need to be, man. Honestly, where <laughs> that's that's, we all need to that's, be. That's in the life best right thing
3: now. to do, man. Yes, because sir. I usually, whenever people give me compliments and saying, "Oh, you're doing a good job on the rate," I always try to show them support. Yeah, I always try to acknowledge it because the one thing I hate is when celebrities only acknowledge the hate. Mm. Like, I could be sitting there tweeting somebody like, "Man, this album is so good." Or that's a good this point. person. That's a good and point. And they never, and I never say it. nothing. But yeah, if somebody yeah, say good. the album is trash, then they give all the energy to that. What Cardi
0: that, B do. Uh, not yeah, to point her out specifically. Yeah, you know so
3: what, it's just like good, me. I don't want not point. I don't I, want to be well, like that. Let me
1: say I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> Thank you for having me here. I appreciate that because uh, not to do a Jay-Z line. You could have had anybody here, but you chose yeah. for me to be here. So I do yeah. appreciate that. And I do believe that there are some – we, we downplay the stuff that we do so much, man. And I, I can't tell you, I, and, and I do know why I do it. When I first started off on radio, and I'll say this, um, Rick Party, uh, when I was starting off, there was no black jocks that would give me any instructions. Mm-hmm. I would give them, back in, in our business, it's called air checks. Mm-hmm. So I would give this certain morning man my air checks. He never would tell me anything about if I sucked, if I was good, if I was anything. And I really looked up to this cat made Rick Party. He was one of the few black people that was incredible on the radio in my in my, in my my youth. And I'm saying that, but Rick is probably, no, probably like two years older than me. But he was already way down, the, far down the road than all of the rest of us. And I don't know what made me do it, man. I wrote a little <laughs> fanboy letter. I don't know if I should be ashamed of that or not. It was the one time where I wasn't trying to be this cool black guy. Mm-hmm. And I just broke down and said, because I watched the video air checks, and y'all don't probably know what that is, but you could visually see what the DJ was doing in the studio. I listened to the air checks, and he was the only black guy out there doing it. And I was like, hey, man, I just think that you're awesome, and da 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 da. Would you listen to my air check? And just, you know, just listen to it. And, you know, if you can, cool, not, but man, I really love what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And I forgot all about it. And probably two, three weeks later, you know, back in the days when you mailed stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. he he mailed back something. To this day, I still have it, and I live mm-hmm. by it to this day. He said, just real short, you're going to make it. You're good. He said, but just always be humble. Mm. So I'm, I'm so humble that if you say something good, my brain erases it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, because... I'm also of the generation of don't believe the hype. Yeah. So the flip side of me is also if you gassing me up, my brain is, why is he really gassing me? Mm-hmm. He must have some secret intention. What, what, so because of this, so remember, I'm from the public enemy, don't believe the hype yeah. era, this other guy gave me this. So all these things always, it mixes into who I became as yeah. a human being. So when you say, oh, man, I think you, you're great and you did this and you did this for so many years, and you helped out this with hip hop. My brain is hearing, no, nope. don't want to be a part of that. No, nope. I remember some other people that was hating me with this different organization. So you can. Very last story, Shannara Butler. I love Pimp C. Mm-hmm. She's the first one to call me out on this. Um, there was something going on, and she came to me and, and, and asked me to host. Um, I forgot. I think it was at Rice University for Pimp C when they uh did this in- induction thing for him at Rice and she said, Had I want you to come host it for me." I'm like, "Oh, no." It's not a butler. She's kind of strong with, you know, <laughs> you know, she's strong woman. Mm-hmm. She like, "What w- what you mean?" <laughs> no. I said, Shanara, I don't want to be part I don't want to be part of that." What you mean you don't want to be part of it? <laughs> she like, "Really?"
2: Mm-hmm. like,
1: "This is PMC, bro. This is UGK, this this bun. this what you mean?" <laughs> I said, I don't, you know, when it comes to like screw UGK, I don't really want, you know, I want to stay out of that. She said, You hurt.
0: Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you say to that?
1: I said, What? She said, You letting these people hurt you. She said, I don't care how you feel about all them. I just asked you the hostess thing for me and Pimp. Whoever hurts you, whatever stuff that's going on on these streets, I don't give a shit. Hmm. But my expectation is to see on this night, at this time, hosting this about my husband, and I want you to be there. What was my response?
0: Of course you had to show up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. My
1: response was, yes, ma'am. You know why? Because she was 1,000% right. Mm -hmm. You have allowed these people to hurt you in such a way that you get the chance to be a part of something historic. That you will walk away from it just because what these MFs are saying to you and you're allowing it to interrupt your flow. But you are a part of all these people's lives. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for you to participate with their lives. You're not trying to take it over or anything like that, but you can participate in their growth. And she said, if you don't want to participate for them, you are going to be a part of this for me because this is what I asked you to do. That's real
0: real love, man. That's real love. And that's honestly, like, it's so hard to get people like, like like I said, man, I'm the same way, you know, I don't believe my hype anytime. Like I'm to the point where sometimes I don't think anything I do is good. So it's like, man, I don't even want to promote this because, you know, I don't know. But then somebody tells me it's good. You almost don't believe them, mm. you know, but you just have to let that part of yourself go, man. And just yeah, accept you- the love. And look, sometimes people are shysty and scheming. Sometimes <laughs> they'll hype you up and then ask for something. No but like it's 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 easy to assume the worst of everybody. It's easy yeah. to say. You know, nobody wants me here because they, they're going to hate on me. It's harder to actually fully accept the love and just understand that people can be genuine. Mm. You know, that's really the hard part. And that's something I'm You're learning too. are getting some game. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it's true because like me and my family did a whole Thanksgiving thing. And we said what we're thankful for. And like hearing that stuff, hearing people talk about what I like. It, it was cringy to me, man. I'm like, uh, <laughs> but like, that's how they it's re- my family. They ain't got no reason to lie to me, man. Right. So like, it's just, you have to let that go and just understand. Like, like when I was hyping you up, that wasn't no bullshit, man. You were an important part of my childhood and my life. You're an important part of a lot of people's lives in Houston. Well, thank you. you know? So even though there was a bullshit drama, all this stuff happened People hate on you on the comments, man. I'm sure you are important to a lot more people than the people who are in those comments hating Sure, you. sure, 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 so.
1: absolutely. But can I get a little love? <laughs> 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 can I get a little, can I get a little? Classic, man. Classic, so thank dog. You, man. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate y'all, man. And uh, it's good yeah. to hear that. Uh, I think we all need to sometimes hear those kind of things. I think sometimes, again, man, people put you on this... Uh, I don't want to call it pedestal, but it's the only word I got right now. Uh, and then people love to shoot you off of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you just again, you just learn how to deal with it. It was not anticipated though. Like if somebody would have told me ahead of time, you're gonna work hard to do all the things you want to do in life, but it's gonna be a couple of months they ain't, they ain't gonna feel you. I maybe I could have prepared myself yeah. for that. I thought that I was just like, hey man, I'm gonna work real hard and make my mama proud and make sure she can have a comfortable house to live in. And I never anticipate all this other stuff. You don't. But, you know, uh, as you get older, you learn that it's it's what comes with it. Hey, man. And you try to break it down like, hey, they talked about Jesus. But, you know, you see they say negative things. They Beyonce did worse than James talk Z. about them. Yeah, no, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. You're right about that one. <laughs> but, you know, you see these these entertainers and, you know, they, they are really on top of the world. And people are taking shots at them regularly, yep. and it doesn't look like it's affected their lives one bit because they still live it. But I'm sure that they it hurts them. You know, even of course. Jigger. You know, he he let you know that he heard what you saying. Mm-hmm. A couple of his rap songs. He said he sounded a
0: lot like you. Like his song on uh, "Watch the Throne." Uh, what's it called? Why Why They Love You or Why I Love You? where he basically it's that's basically a remake of your can I get a little? Love? <laughs> go back and listen to that song well I've watched the throne I'm, I'm it's gonna the definitely same content that
1: jigger comparison
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and now you said that final question man okay. final question uh we heard your your favorite H-Town rappers before I want to know who your favorite like let's say a top five overall rap non-Houston rappers we'll put it like that who are your top five non-Houston rappers
1: uh, Rakim. Okay. Uh, obviously Jigga, uh, KRS, uh, Nas, uh, hmm, probably LL. Okay. Uh, I would love to throw a Kumo D and all some other guys in there, but you asked for five. So those are the five that I rattled off like that. They, uh, helped to bring me into where I am as a person of, who loves hip hop, uh, particularly LL Cool J? Yeah, because for for me, because you know we were all there, so to speak. Mm. Uh, he was one of the first young cats that we seen doing it. Uh, so and Rakim, because Rakim, I think he changed the tone. Oh, definitely. That, so, but those are my favorites. But you know, you got the Snoop Dogs, you got mm. the Jada Kiss. Oh, man, Jada kids go hard. So, you know, we could do this all day. Course, <laughs> I gave you my five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Um, and you say you still have the stations going on with, uh, with the shows with TSU, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, TSU is called The Vibe Houston. Uh, I'm just the content director. I'm not on the air. Okay. Uh, I think they thought when I came over there, because I loved radio so much, I'd probably do the morning show. I didn't. I asked mm-hmm. Rob G to do it. Amir Diamond. Candy Eastman from Magic 102. Her yeah. son, he does... Uh, the afternoon show over there, and then a young lady by the name of Michelle McKnight. Uh, She does nights. The odd thing about this station is 24-7, 365 uh, app. But at night, we take over uh, KTSU at 8 o'clock till 5 o'clock in the morning. So Monday through Saturday, you hear the vibe at night if you want those people to still like to listen to Frequency. But if you like the rest of us and you got an app, you just download the app. I still do my Super Throwback Party app. It's like Mm -hmm. an old school radio station. Okay, uh, I call them music channels, but it's an app. Y'all should download that. Yeah, <laughs> one called Classic Joints. It's all classic hip hop. I got a couple of two thousands in there just for a little flavor, but it's a, uh, old school station plays nothing but hip hop. It sounds just—it's just basically a radio station. I don't really talk on that one too much. You don't—you wouldn't even know it if I didn't tell you. Um, I do put my—I uh, have a two-hour show called Super Throwback Party, it's like a little two-hour mix show that I put on radio stations. Isn't live is yet in and Lake Charles. That's on there so that's the only time that you'll hear me talk but I was thinking about putting my own like little show on my own network but it's just something I gotta think about And as you talk about music I am I do want to drop this album that I sat on because I, that was something that I wanted to drop that final year mm-hmm. um, but things happen and kid born and you know life just, just changes everything COVID happened uh, but I still I'm sitting on it, it got Everybody on there. Obviously, Zero, Beat King, and Exo, and and Chose, and all It's It's really, 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 really. Uh, uh, Fat Pimp, really cool songs on it. It's just some of them are so foul because I work for a university now. I'm kind of scared to release yeah. that. <laughs> Drop you know, it, man. Beat King is Beat King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exo yeah. yeah, uh, is Exo. I did a song with Tisa Korea. It's probably my favorite song on the album other than the one with Zero. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the one with Zero, we uh, 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 we did a video. He killed the video, made me look bad at it. Uh, but it was so much fun to do. But I did a song with Tisa Korean, Tisa Korean called uh, Vibes. And so he was so, not bad, filthy, but kind of filthy. Like, I'm like tongue-in-cheek kind of filthy. But his is bad. So, again, I'm like, I think people know that I put out albums before and I said some things. I just feel, you know... I'm, responsible adult so you feel differently but i was just really going in the studio just having some fun yeah and I, I i if people look at it that way i think they'll be like oh it's just had her having fun and then the greatest hits the album but you know all that stuff is still happening on a website so i still exist in the world of social media and i call it digital uh real estate uh so i still exist out there from a talking standpoint and every once in a while i'll do something on I try to do stuff on social media and try my best not to put my son on it. Mm. He has, like, the best smile in the world. Every day I'm like, oh, I want everybody to see this smile. Like, I get this chance to see this smile, but I don't do it. I didn't put my other kids on there. I fought, fought the urge with them, so I'm trying my best to fight the urge with him. But still working, man. Still working. I want to work with you guys. Y'all got some stuff popping up in here, man. Man, we're yeah. trying. We're w- trying. I need, y- I need some help from y'all we go- guys. Y'all yeah. are here We're going to game, we have to work on something, man. No, for real, man. We just pull our heads together and come up with <laughs> yeah. something. For real, man.
3: Shoot, your little um, the- the radio stuff sounds pretty interesting too. Let fun, me. Know if it. you guys leave,
1: I want y'all to download the app, listen to it, and then hit me. It's like, okay, thumbs okay. up. With y'all. Get out of here. Yeah, man. I might
3: have to send you my air check, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> send it to me. Send it to me. I love to listen to it. Okay.
1: got the podcast right there. You don't really need that but you, yeah but, but you got you. I'm really hey man serious note thank you for one two man do this and figure out a way to monetize it to the point where it's ownership for you yeah you know what I'm saying yeah Uh this is where we all have uh, not really picked up the ball and ran with it yeah it's something different when you have your own and you figure out a way to monetize it when you wake up in the morning your step is a little bit different mm-hmm. you know your 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 urgency is a little bit different uh and we we have to be better at that and we haven't and I'm talking about us brothers we haven't done really great at working with one another me included we haven't done really great we've been so I got to get it, I got to get it, I got to get it. We haven't really thought about how we all can get it together. And I think as soon as we figure out ways to get it together, we'll be better. I know somebody will say, well, you ain't working with, and I'm not (laughs) going to. But other than everybody else, you know, I I definitely have some people that we didn't get along years ago, and we're definitely in better spaces. And, and, And you never know in the future, man. You never know. Like I said, I operate in love, man. You never know where love will take you. So uh, uh, so keep the hope alive. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on that note, we're going to wrap this up, man. Great conversation, of course, with, the, with Matt Hat. Appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, looking forward. Hopefully we can link up and do something again in the future. Gotcha. Anytime you want to come through, man, for sure the door is open. You know that. Um,
1: I got to learn some stuff from you guys. You guys are doing some stuff. I'm just, I'm mean, not figured on it, man. I mean, figure the tech wizard
0: over here, man. This is this all, <laughs> all the stuff he bought, man. whatever, man. Look, I got to figure this
1: out, man. Oh, yeah. We can talk, sure, man. man. We, we can, can, talk, show, man. We yeah. can yeah. talk. Yeah. I got to figure this stuff out. Man. Thank <laughs> yeah. you all again, man. Thank you so no, much. I
0: appreciate you, bro.